Hi, this is Danny. This is Brad. Bowder. And we're here doing the Hot Rods by Boy podcast. Howdy, folks. Welcome to the Wildest Ride in the West. No? He's fucking pretty good, dude. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I said, You've been practicing that <laughs> shit, dude. Recording from our headquarters in Old Town Orange, welcome to the Hot Rods by Boy podcast. Well, oh yeah. I don't know. Cool. That's, that's, that's our intro. Cool. Okay, no, that was terrible. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you guys want to do it again? I don't care. That's fine. I, yeah, I no, that's a, yeah. All right, all right. Welcome to the latest and greatest episode. We are finally legal. This is episode number eighteen of the Hot Rods by Boyd podcast from our headquarters in Old Town Orange. What's up, Chris? How we doing tonight? Doing really good, man. Wow, we really we got a, we got a packed house. We do. Yeah, got a got a couple uh, brothers here. My brother. And Danny and Brad Bowder. Other brothers from another yeah. mother. Yeah. Welcome to the show, guys. Thanks for coming on. Thank you. Yeah, thanks for having us. Yeah. And we're not going to also forget that we also have uh, Mr. Greg Coddington, who I'm going to swap out for right now. Yeah. You're, you're, you're on here, buddy. Right on. All right. So go ahead. Right on. Right on, man. Now, this is cool. We've been talking about it, and we made it happen. When's the last time? Well, it, you know, the last time we were all in the same <laughs> I don't room know. together I was just wasn't thinking. a great time. It was a good memory of your yeah. remembering your dad for sure, but uh, kind of seems like the theme nowadays. Every time we get together for somebody's yeah, funeral, no right? Kidding. Yeah, we need to do it outside of that stuff, man. But hey, that that generation's getting older, you know, and they weren't exactly the uh, I don't know how to say it back then. The lifestyles were a little different, you know, a lot more smoking, you know, a lot less health conscious. Yeah, exactly. So that's kind of what I've kind of changed, but uh, we're trying to focus on, right? Yeah, so hopefully. My, I mean, you know, my dad passed away, what, or our dad passed away, so it was 62, 63. Yeah, that was, that was about 10 years and young, later. Yeah. You know. Yeah, and our pop was 74. Yeah. yeah. And in good health, good shape. Seemingly. Right, yeah. yeah. He I mean, seemed like he was fit as a fiddle, and then all of a sudden he wasn't. Yeah. That's crazy. You look at the way that they used to run too. It's like painting without a mask. Paint oh yeah, respirators. They'd have stuff. cigarette in place of the respirator. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. Yeah. And yeah. they're just running race fuel and cars and closed garages, tuning them. Like, yeah, it doesn't matter. It's running good. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Respirators for, were for pussies. You know. <laughs> well, they still are. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. yeah. I think so. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah. No, we uh, we grew up in interesting times. So. Go, let's let's kind of take people back to how we all met, right? I mean, yeah. my first memories uh, were of your guys' house in Mission Viejo, which at the time, back then, it seemed driving from Cyprus to uh, Mission Viejo that seemed like a like a journey. Long, but, it was know, like a day long journey, right? It was. It was. I mean, but the five freeway was all there, so yeah, nothing in between, though. And I remember seeing those palm trees by El Toro. It was like those string of palm trees on this. I knew I was like getting close to your house. Yeah. You know? And then these two guys, Brad and Greg, they were they were little little guys. They were still shit and yellow. Yep. Yeah, they were, they yep. were little guys. Yeah, because Danny, you're gonna turn fifty. Yeah, a couple months. And I'm in a couple weeks. I'm forty five. What's that? Oh, couple, you're you're a couple of weeks. You're forty. I'm a couple couple weeks. Oh, okay. Forty five. Yeah. So we're five years apart. And then Greg is forty one. Greg's forty one. Going to be forty two. And you're forty. Going to be forty one. Yeah. Next 40. month. Yeah. So. Just giving everybody an idea of the age difference between us. Well, I still feel and act like I'm 25. You know, I'm very yeah, immature. Yeah, you have my age. So that's, level, that's, that's all of us. 12, yeah. actually. I'm pretty yeah. proud yeah. of how good I am. 
you have to. <laughs> now it was it was uh, that was interesting. That was interesting times for us. I mean, I didn't. I don't know. Let's let's. You're the oldest. Let's start with you. Me being so, Danny. Yeah, Danny. You're you the being oldest. Danny. Sorry. Yeah. yeah we're yeah. Not, we're on on video here. When, um, Danny, talk to us. Well, well, my first memory of you was you were just a whiny, snot-nosed little tattletale little shit. Oh, but you've grown into be a pretty cool guy. Chris, we're talking but, about here. Yeah, right? we're talking about Chris. <laughs> For clarification, that's yeah. Chris Cotting. That was yeah. before Bradley and Gregory were even thought of. And then, uh, but that's when the whole hot rod world was. It was a totally different deal from what it grew into later for us anyway because it grew to such a celebrity status, you know, seemingly lifestyle. But back then it was just everybody kind of raced to the hot rod runs and we literally slept in tents and it was uh, sat on, you know, in lawn ch folding chairs and drank beers. I mean, everybody else did and uh, it was a pretty cool crew, you know. That's when guys were just building cars out of the garages just to have Every, fun. Right, everybody was. And it was, that was more of, it, the aftermarket wasn't there like it is now, so it was more of true hobby. True yeah. hobby. It was stagnant you know. for a while. I mean, it was from 70s, through, pretty much throughout the whole 70s. The style didn't really change. Yeah, through the 70s, it didn't seem like the, the style of the hot rods changed all that much. It was kind of like a stagnant you know, plateau there for, for a while. And then, well, it seemed like the uh, ones that changed the whole industry was the group of your dad, my dad, and guys like um, Butera and Chuck Lombardo and, and that whole group. Fat Jack. Fat Jack, of course. Yeah, yep. definitely Fat Jack. He was like the, always the best, uh, the core of all so many stories, man. Because if Fat Jack was there, it was there was guaranteed some kind of memorable story. Oh, so <laughs> definitely, funny. right? He was hilarious. Yeah. And, uh, but yeah, that was just, it was, it was cool because then it was all just the, the raw deal. Everybody just driving their hot rods, you know, and that they built in their garage and hauling ass to the fairgrounds, wherever that would be, like Merced or whatnot. And then uh, and then all of a sudden, seemed like with the, um, the Silver Bullet kind of introduced Boyd pretty much to the map. I mean, I know yeah. his T, his center door did too, but, but the Silver Bullet really started getting some recognition for him. That was the one we crashed. Yeah. No, yeah. You got it. So... Your dad told me that story. Yeah. I never, I, you know, I, I must have been, you know, because when was that? What year was that? I want to say it was probably 78, maybe. Okay, so I was real young when it happened, yeah. so maybe I didn't remember too much when it happened. Yeah. But um, go ahead, tell that story. So the Silver Bullet Roadster. Yeah, the, the, was, the Silver 29 Roadster. Uh, we, uh, I don't know why we were driving it, but for whatever reason, we were driving it. And back then, for a big deal for me as a kid, was going to get our, going to the store to get our hats that we're going to wear in the roadster, you know, because it's in a roadster and driving to the run and stuff. So we go get our hats and stuff, the ball caps, and then off we go. We made it up to the Merced, and then we, I think we went and signed in, registered, and then leaving the registration area. And you drove it from SoCal up yeah, there? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And I, I don't remember why we were driving it, but for whatever reason. And then, uh, so we come out, pulling out of where uh, we registered into the fairgrounds. And the dad stands on it and puts it sideways in both directions a few, a few times there. And and then all of a sudden something snapped and it ended up in a ravine alongside, because the roads are real crowned right there up in Northern California there. And uh, we ended up going off the road. And then where the driveway came out and met the road, it was like a, almost like a launch ramp, you know, in the ravine there alongside of the, the, the road where the drainage was. And we literally, we jumped, that, that car was airborne because <laughs> we hit the first side of the driveway 
and the, all four wheels were way off the ground. And we oh, cleared wow. the whole driveway and then landed on the downslope. And then it just plowed, it both, it broke the kingpin and both the, the spindles, I believe. And it just plowed to a stop, you know, because both front wheels were just literally in a plow position. Oh, wow. So then when the dust cleared, Dad's looking around for me. He's like, where you at? You okay, kid? And I go, yeah, I'm under here. <laughs> I always ended up under the dash every time something happened for some reason. And, uh, That's funny. So the dust cleared. You're like, you okay? And I go, yeah, I'm all right. I was a little, I skinned up my elbows or cut myself up a little bit, but. And then, so we're sitting there looking at him going, son of a bitch, Boyd's going to be pissed. <laughs> and uh, and then here comes this tractor. This is the tr- weirdest thing. Out of nowhere comes a tractor, and this guy pulls up, and he's got a bunch of chains. He goes, you guys need some help? And we're like, well, hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hell yeah, we need some help. So he literally picks the front end of the car up with a tractor and hauls it back to his barn way way back in the distance. And they started hooking chains up to it and anchoring it, you know, from up opposite ends, like a, as a, like a frame straightener, you know, yeah. makeshift. And they start pulling this thing back into shape. Oh, it was wow. a trip. And uh, so me as a little kid, I go wandering around. And this this also was just pretty wild. I go wandering around. He's at various barns and storage, you know, what seemed to be storage buildings and whatnot. <laughs> and, uh, and in one of them, there's like a rows of like old fuel, uh, fuel altars, uh, double like gassers like straight axle gassers and uh some like uh, super stock dodges and shit like that and i went holy shit look at this and then i so i go back running over to my dad and he's you know they're working on the car and he's irritable because i'm kind of interrupting him but yeah. i'm like yeah you gotta come check this out seriously because <laughs> not now kid god damn it we're, <laughs> we're busy and i'm like no seriously you need to check this out he goes all right so he walks in there he's like holy shit <laughs> said the same thing i did because there's like there's a couple of pretty famous cars i i can't remember I want to say Shirley Shahan's car was even in there. I'm not certain, but uh, this guy had a really bitching collection of old 60s and wow. 50s race cars. This is up in Merced? Yeah, somewhere in Merced. Wow. And uh, Dad's like, wow, where the hell are we? <laughs> you know, because this is farmland. <laughs> yeah. And uh, so at any rate, about, so now to over at the fairgrounds, the buzz was already going around that Bowder, you know, Bowder and his kid were, I don't know, in a bad car accident and who knows where they're at. We're looking at the local hospitals because nobody's seen the tractor come out and pick the car up, you know, yeah. and drag it off. So one minute it's there crashed, the next minute it's gone and we're gone. So, it, you know, there's all kinds of rumors going around. So about, about dark, a little after dark, I guess about probably about nine o'clock that night, they get it all straightened back out. What had happened was a kingpin broke and for, okay. the, for the one wheel. And then when we jumped the driveway, it broke whatever else on the front end. But they got it welded back together and bent back into shape enough enough to drive it, actually. We drove it home. So we come to drive it into the fairgrounds. It's all dirty and shit, you know? <laughs> and um, everybody's, like, running up going, wow, you guys okay? I'm like, well, yeah, why? <laughs> oh, yeah, we just, that was no big deal. We got to straighten back out. And they're going, holy shit, what the hell was that about? We heard you guys, Danny was, like, in the hospital. Had to be all this crazy stuff, you know, typical uh, rumor stuff. But um, anyway, yeah, that was um, one of the cool experiences of real hot rodding you know and then uh, other than that the uh yeah like i was saying the industry seemed to pretty much just level off there for a while until like that car and then i think the next car was the uh the red 33 for burn because it, it seemed back then it was like a bunch of boring restomot stuff right with it's the same, same, same like wire wheels exactly on it true and, spokes and yeah. the black fenders with the you know the traditional colored bodies and 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 sitting all funky you know yeah and the smooth, uh, obviously, nobody even thought about the smooth cars until Boyd, you know, introduced that whole look for Vern. And uh, yeah, that was a pretty wild transition to to witness it as a kid, anyway, because 
It went from one, ex- well, from one, not even an extreme, just the one standard to all of a sudden, then it went into an extreme because cars just got, at a re- short period of time, got pretty radical. Oh, yeah. Radicalized, I should say. And and it just kept on trucking from there, you know. Because in the 80s, it was like one extreme after another, you know. And that was basically all centered around Boyd and, you know, that whole group, Butera, Dad, and Shaporis, and, you know, and uh, Lombardo. They, they weren't really on, Boyd was on his own his own track, you know, as far as the own look. That that Boyd look was off and running, yeah, and especially with the wheels because that that was the, uh, I think Butera, that design came from Butera because he was doing Indy cars and he incorporated it into the street. Yep. And uh, and yeah, then it was off and running, but it was pretty wild the whole transition of that and and then all of a sudden it went from the tailgate hot rodders to celebrity status hot yeah. rods it seemed like overnight you know well that was what tv did in the last Power 15 media and TV, 20 yeah. years yeah you know and that's you know what that that's the thing is about your, your dad is he's the hot rodders hot rodder you know oh yeah I mean, he's he, hardcore yeah uh, and i mean uh there's a whole and, and that's what i'm trying to do here is put these pieces of this puzzle together because you know in the, in the 70s and or 80s it was a group of guys in southern california that kind of transformed they did transformed the industry for a long time and now there's a lot of people there's a lot of shops you know there's then there uh, wasn't many shops yeah now it's like there's a lot of high profile stuff and you know tv's looking for content and you know now with the internet i mean anybody can put their their story out there and it's like there's a lot of right absolutely right there's a lot of there's a lot of good guys out there but there's a lot of posers too you know yeah and there, there's here today you know, and gone tomorrow places, you know. Yeah, exactly. Motorcycle industry was the same. Way. I mean, there's some of that stuff you just look at and you just shake your head, but you know what? I mean, but you're right that it all centered right around Southern California, which has always been the heart of any trend or fashion statement. You know, it all started here in Southern California, but custom industry, especially <clears throat> um, that whole group of guys, they they took it into a different direction. I don't know if it was ever intended to go or who knows, yeah. but but it was a. Uh, pretty radicalized you know well and i and i think my you know i think that our dad he he wanted to kind of legitimize things you know he wanted to because i think when you know in the 70s you know hear stories of my dad would he was trying to like okay well i'm gonna turn this into business i don't have you know i need to get some financing and you go to a bank and they're like oh what do you do yeah that was hot rods you're like oh you know they thought that wasn't even within the realm of reality back then you know no, they were like, thought, so what do you do? Oh, for the guys that worked out of their garage, like my dad and Boyd back yeah. then, the neighbors all thought they were dope dealers. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> yeah, they, yeah. That between that and then the pyramid parties, remember that? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and uh, so, so, so I think that's why my dad was like, no, this is, this can be a business. There, yeah. There's, this is, there's, he saw the vision and he was pushing for it and he, to legitimize it. Yeah, make it a business. Yeah, yeah. He, he looked at it through a whole You know, where, where, where Butera was more of the artist in, 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 did some awesome stuff. He just, I, I don't, he didn't have, he was, he didn't have the he, desire to see it be like mass His, his focus was elsewhere. I mean, like he was yeah. into the, the, the technical end of it. And his, his ideas were always very, um, well, technical for that idea, yeah. for that matter. They just, you know, coming up with new and cooler shit or, or in, you know, India, the Indianapolis thing. He did that. I don't know if, when he stopped working on the design of the stuff for Indi- the Indianapolis cars, but, but, um, but Boyd, had a whole new vision. He looked at it through a whole new set of eyes, and there's no question about that. Yeah. Where Dad was more of the purist. He wanted to do every car, and still did until the day he passed. He wanted to do every car the way he remembered them. And the, at the coolest part of the '60s, 
Yeah. If you would have had a whole bunch of if money wasn't an object in the '60s, what would you have done to the car then? That's that was his always his theme. Yeah. So that's what he pretty that's they pretty much were timeless in that respect because anything he ever built was it, it didn't stand a chance of going out of style because there wasn't really a specific style. It was just a real hot rod. Yeah. With a lot of horsepower, typically. Yeah, I mean, it was cool at your dad's memorial to see a lot of the cars there. Yeah, it was. Uh, that was pretty cool. They laid out the red carpet for us big time. That was yeah, really. Yeah, that was, we that really was pretty bitching. Yeah, it felt yeah. honored. You know, you don't realize what a rock star is, at least for me, is, is his youngest son. I just didn't realize how how important and how famous he was, I guess, until you're planning for, what, 100 at his funeral and, like, 350 showed up. Yeah. The house yeah. was packed. Oh, three and, and, and a half times what we planned on. Yeah. It was which was bitching, you know? Uh, so cool. It was, and everybody just had really cool things to say, and it was real flattering and real, a lot of respect. And dude, I got, shit. dude, yeah, I, I always liked. You know what? One thing about your dad was, I, I don't think, I can't remember a time where like, that he treated me like a kid. You know what I'm saying? He always, he always trying to talk to you on a, on, a, on the same level. Yeah. Right. You know, that's kind of what I got out not of him. Me. You know, like, what's that? <laughs> no, not me. No, yeah. I mean, I mean, growing up, I can't, yeah. I can't remember like there was a time where I was like. With somebody where you're like you've known him forever, and you know there's times where you're like, oh, okay, now this guy sees me as a adult, oh, I get that a, adult yeah, now. Totally get that. You know, yeah, and it was like because dude, there was I mean one of the great I mean I've told I don't know if I've told the story in its entirety, but when one of my greatest trips was with your dad, Gray Baskerville, and my dad oh. driving Shazoom, yeah, cross country, and I think it was like 18, I think I was out of high school, and my dad's all, what are you doing next week? I'm all oh, nothing. You know, I'm going to work. He goes, no, nah, you're going with me, taking Shazoom to Indy. And I, I didn't, didn't know your dad was going to go or Gray Baskerville, but we had a, there was a dually. I forget whose dually it was, but it was Flame Dually, and they were, we were pulling a Bobby Griffey's trailer, returning it, I think. And they were following us. Didn't some catch fire or something? No, that was a oh. Luma Coupe. Oh, that, okay. was, that was the year before. Oh, okay, go, yeah, or, go ahead. Uh, yeah, the year before. So I'm. Uh, it was just the four of us. But my dad had planned to stops at sh- super shops along the way, right? Remember super shops, oh, yeah. right? So, oh, yeah. so dude, they had this dog and pony show going on on each of these things, and uh, Gray was documenting it for the magazine. And super uh, shops to do like just um, just because they were selling our they were selling our wheels. Yeah. Oh, okay, so cool. we'd stop at you know we'd stop yeah. at a super shops, kissing babies, you know. Yeah, we'd yeah, have yeah. the car, <laughs> you know, we'd have the car there. Yeah, and uh, so somewhere. After Utah, because it's Utah than Colorado, right? Is that the geography? I believe, I believe so. Four corners. What's that? Four corners. Yeah. Right so, so I ended up riding with your dad and um, Gray and, and my dad, and they went a different route. I think they went north, and we went right over the Rockies, man. What were you guys driving? We were driving a truck, the, oh, the, the truck, dually with the, the trailer. Yeah. Okay. So I had my camera, and I remember going. It was like. It was summertime, so it was like eighty five, ninety. But we went all the way over the top of the Rockies, and we saw snow, and you know. And they went the other way in the Shazoom. Yeah, they went. That's they went some weird. other. We we split up because huh. that was before really cell phones. Yeah, of course. Right. Yeah. So once you oh, yeah. lost somebody in the middle of America, <laughs> you're you're lost. You're lost. Yeah, you're <laughs> smoke smoke and you don't, but, but on a side note, I was blown away by this is way. There's digital camera wasn't even an idea back then. Remember the disposable cameras? Oh, yeah, yeah. Everybody had those in their car. Yeah. 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 Like, it was a trip. I was just like, everybody had a, that or a regular camera in their car. Like, because yeah. people were just taking pictures of us at gas stations and everything. Um, but, dude, I remember 
somewhere between here and there, uh, Gray and your dad picked up a bucket of KFC. Oh, shit, yeah. And that was a big deal, KFC. Dude, <laughs> and maybe it was more KFC than one bucket, story. but these guys would just, they would eat the stuff, and they wouldn't refrigerate it. No, it would just be there. Just sit there. No, they're, they're good for the they next would twenty-four just hours. Keep, yeah, keep on it. Yeah, you know, and and then I remember like the second day in on this one bucket, I walk in and Gray Gray had this traveling uh, like cocktail case. You open this thing up, it's got the cups and the and the, uh, the shaker and everything, and then on one side just the wild turkey. You know, yeah. so that was his deal. He go to the room, drink his wild turkey. He was done for the night. So I walk in. They would always split a room. Me and my dad would split a room. So. Uh, I walk in and you're there. You want some chicken? That was the joke. They kept, they kept. Oh no! The best part is we're going to we're going to grandma's house, right? My grandma lived in Vegas, so from L.A. the first stop is Vegas, and my grandma would always cook make cookies. Did you ever have any of my grandma's cookies? I don't remember. Exactly. Okay, but that was the thing. My grandma yeah. made these cookies. Remember grandma's oh, yeah. cookies, right? A lot of cookies. A lot of cookies. So we go. You know, we stopped there. So we're all, we knock on the door and it's me and my dad and your, and your dad and, uh, and, Gray. and Gray. And my dad goes, oh, real nice bowder. He looks at his shirt. It's some freaking, it's some Harley dealer's shirt where it shows some dude standing there with drinking a beer or something and some chick on her knees like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. giving him a blowjob, yeah. right? And uh, he's like, yeah, real nice. Yeah. We're here to see my mom to get cookies. Yeah, right. Yeah, my, my grandma didn't pick up on it no. i think but uh no. he brought back a bunch of those shirts from hershey pennsylvania back about <laughs> that must have been it right yeah and he brought he brought me some too i don't know where the hell he got them but these uh he didn't he didn't elaborate on whether uh where i was supposed to wear and where not to supposed to wear these shirts so i went to school of course and it says harley riders eat more pussy <laughs> that went over like a fart in church <laughs> i mean as soon as the teacher like took a second and a third glance they're like what the Oh my god! You know that was like not that was very uh, oh yeah political was, back then. You know so, oh for sure. So yeah, I had to turn my shirt inside out. They called mom. <laughs> he got in all kinds of trouble. Dude, that's funny, man. Yeah, no. He, so so we got the cookies, and uh, yeah, she didn't know any different. But that trip was a great trip, man. It was a great trip. There was one spot we went to in uh, Terre Haute, Indiana, and the people that we bought rims from were there, and they're still there. The owners at the time, he had some daughters, right? And I remember, like, I remember my dad saying he had to stay, right? He had to stay and, and do some shit. But I was like, I gotta get on the road. And your dad wasn't getting antsy to, to drive, you know? Your dad, you guys, oh, yeah. dad dad's always gotta make. Yeah, good he's time. like, dude. Yeah. And so, so what happened was, Gray was gonna stick around, but then uh, the the guy kept going, "Hey, my daughter can take you somewhere, and my daughter can do this." And then your dad kept going, "Yeah, Chris." He's looking at the girl. She wasn't, you know, she was. Midwestern homely girl, yeah, right? right? And but, you guys' dad was eh, like, a little you know, work. Bob was like, this. <laughs> Bob was like, this. Goes, no, Chris, uh, you should stay. Yeah, yeah, you should stay. I'm like, no, I'm going with you. He's like, no, 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 no. Yeah, I think you should stay. I was like, no, thank you. <laughs> so did you stay? No, hell oh. no. So how was it? Dude, what's that? The, the Indiana homely girl. Oh, no, I oh, took no? off. Oh, okay. No, that was the whole no, thing. I, he I, wanted I to stay with her. I was looking for the real No. He stayed. He stayed. He stayed. Oh, yeah. No, I didn't stay. You no, can tell us about later. She wasn't. No, <laughs> I was trying to get the hell out of there, okay. man. It was kind of a nightmare. Have you been in Terre Haute, Indiana? Terre Haute. Terre Haute. Terre Haute. Great town. Great town. Yeah, Terre Haute. Yeah. But we had a great. We had a great time. That was a great trip. Um, man, it was just like on being on the. That's the thing I miss is those some of those Americruz and those those tours we used to do like the, you know, just just yeah cruising. That was well. 
if, uh, if you're to rewind, that's what we experienced. I experienced with the hot rod runs because we used to do cross country hot rod runs all yeah, the time. Yeah, right. And a, and a good sized group too, which was really fun, man. Because everybody, I mean, there was there was everybody was lead foot. So I mean, it was made for pretty quick trips. <laughs> yeah, moving it. Yeah, it made it was a lot of fun though. And then we get there and and uh, sit in a motel park in lots motel six or somewhere something like that and wait for back then when you check checked out of a room you'd leave the key in the door. Yeah, and then the, you just leave the door unshut, you know, or if, if you did, it didn't matter because the key was in it. And so we wait for people to check out and then go in and use their room, and take showers and stuff because the key was in the door. Yeah, so <laughs> that's how we got by. I mean, so it was made for a pretty, you know, affordable trip. Well, what was you know growing up too, um, you know, and what was also kind of cool was we we also did other things like you you guys were heavily into dirt bikes and ATCs and stuff. Right, yeah, that was, and that which, was fast forwarding up to the, when we moved to the mountains in the early eighties. Yeah, because yeah. when you, because the, then after you know, once you guys moved to Crestline, yeah, like it was just game on when it came to that stuff, dude. Well, yeah, that was that was the plan. Yeah, in other words, in Mission Viejo, like I got in a lot of trouble. I I got kicked out of every school down there. So Dad said, "All right, we're gonna move to San Bernardino up in the mountains, and this is the deal. If you can stay out of trouble, you get a dirt bike and you can ride every day." But the first sign of trouble that you're going to get in, the first time you get kicked out of school, you're going into military school. That's it. I'm, I've had it. I'm washing my hands of you. Like I said, all right, deal. Yeah. <laughs> I don't have, what are my options? Yeah, <laughs> I can't right. stay. So let's do it. So being that uh, there was the motor, you know, the dirt bike was involved. Yeah, I was, I straightened up for the most part, you know, for yeah. a while anyway. Right. Yeah, <laughs> so. no, I had some good, good memories, man. And I, I just kind of, I kind of realized, dude, I, you know, back then, Greg, you remember going up there oh yeah and and uh when we were younger you know i just remember, remember too first i remember like I just realizing yeah, yeah, that i was that like one. dude i think i'm kind of a pussy like when i hang out with you guys because <laughs> you guys were straight up and i really sort of like like i looking back now i was like our mom kind of protected us a little more you guys were you like you when, yeah. when brad would be like hey yeah you, you get on the back of the, the atc or the quad with that dude and it's like <laughs> Oh yeah, he was a rider. Forget about For a little it. shit, his feet couldn't even barely touch the pegs. Dude, I remember like, and and this is, I remember like just a, so pre cell phone, right? We drive up there whether whatever time it was. I remember a few times like you knew you were waiting for us, and you would mm-hmm. Brad would you would uh, on your little mini bike, dude, little, your little tiny mini bike, dude, Weisinger, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah dude, With training wheels on it. Uh-huh. Oh, dude, I remember <laughs> no, you used no to meet us wheels. at the gate. Yeah, it had training wheels. You you'd meet yeah, us at the gate, and he'd haul ass like we'd follow him, but he'd freaking haul ass. You would haul ass, dude. Well, I mean, when I was a kid up there, it was like, because I missed that whole transition period. So when I just, I started having memories from Crestline. I don't remember anything from Yeah, that's right. Because you were, by the time you moved up there, you were only like two or three. Right, right? exactly. So for me, there was basically our big old Rottweiler Tonka. There was the dirt bikes. That's a whole, that's a whole segment in its own. (laughs) That that dog, dude. 162 pound rot. Holy shit. And that's back when Rottweilers were like German or gnarly. And I mean, it was was here from Germany with championship papers. Oh, dude. One of the all-time greatest dogs ever. He was amazing. Dude. He oh, really man. was too. He was a good dog. And then the breed got all screwed up because people crossbreeding and inbreeding. Yeah, and they got shit, smaller man. and they got they dumber. Got, they, got they got real dumber. dumb. And they yeah. got real shaky, dude. Like, yeah. they're they're on the list of like dogs you don't want to mess with anymore because they're just. <laughs> but dude, I remember pulling up there in the middle of the night. We had the eight, uh, ATCs loaded in the back of some square body my my dad had, and it was just me. It was me and mom and, and you, Greg. Yeah. yeah. And we rode up there and we got up there in the middle of the night. And Tonka, we open the door, we go, and, and we're, holy Bam, close shit. the door. And it's like, once Black. again, once again, <laughs> dark as hell up there. 
No moon. No, no cell phones. Lights. No yeah, cell no phones. Nothing. My mom's laying yeah, on the horn. Like, Diana. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, and your guy's mom comes out and says, what's going on? We, we can't get out of the car. <laughs> Call the dog off. Oh, yeah. Don't worry about him. Yeah. He's fine. Your ass. He's a man eater. Holy yeah. crap. That was, I mean, dude, what a great dog, dude. Yeah, cause was, we got too. him and he was a puppy and Brad was brand new baby. Yeah. So they grew up together. So nobody, oh. like, dad, I, nobody raised a hand to Bradley. It was awesome. I remember that. Dude. <laughs> it was awesome. Dude, I, I totally remember that big yeah. time. I remember that dog was very protective of you. Oh, yeah. Like, he had his dude. own personal bodyguard. It was awesome. I mean, he could hear the school bus coming. And so Tonka, would, when I'd come off the school bus at the end of the day, Tonka would be waiting for me at the bus stop. And then he'd walk me back, and then hey, what do you want to do today? It and didn't just matter. Go hang out with the dog. Yeah, all I remember day. that because so cool. the dog knew like what time. Yeah, oh, we yeah. would be at the shop, and no matter what we were in the middle of, even if it was lunch, as soon as the bus, you could hear it come around the corner from across the valley there because they lived on the peak of that valley there. Yeah, and uh, his ears would go up like, okay, there's the bus, and then he would take off. He was off to the, uh, the bus stop, waiting for Brad, <laughs> and then cool. and he would take him to the bus stop every morning. Yeah. So it was clockwork. So he was there to make sure he was cool. Dude. And yeah, because walk back together. Up there, do you got what mountain lions and stuff and. You know? Yeah, you know, you don't really worry too much about it. I mean, it's it, there is there's mountain lions and bears and coyotes and bobcats and Snakes deer and all and that shit. stuff. Squirrels, but, yeah, yeah, watch out for squirrels. A lot, a lot of those squirrels, those <laughs> yeah, little bastards. <laughs> Big teeth. <laughs> no, it was, that was the great times up there. Yeah, that was it. I mean, when we were growing up, it was just my big thing. It was going down to the shop, you know, so we grew up on five acres up there. And so you ride your dirt bike and you play with the dog and then you hear something light up down at the shop. And I was a little kid and I'd go running down and see what dad's starting. And you look and he was heavy into the Plymouths and the muscle cars when I was growing up. So the 65 Hemi Plymouths and all the race cars and stuff, that's a that's a lot of what he was working on. And so. I'd be anywhere on the property and you'd hear that 426 Hemi fire up out of those big four inch collectors and you take off and you go running down there just hoping that he's going to take off, go down the driveway and then go do a big power brake burnout at the bottom of the driveway. <laughs> right. And first to second gear, just this little straightaway we have on dark. Yeah. Canyon. Yeah. Before it made that left. Yep, yep. Yep. And so just try to just go through the gears and clear it out and see how it's running. And we, and there's no seats in those things. There's just the driver's seat and then it'd be me and Scotty Lorenzini or whoever's around, you know, and <laughs> Hold then on to the roll bar. Yep. Get in there and you're <laughs> hold on to the roll bar and it was just the coolest thing ever and it's that or whatever else he's running down there yeah we was... actually gave directions to the house by make a left at the burnouts because that was that's where everything got tested was at the end of the driveway on the street there. <laughs> yeah and it echoed through the canyon man <sighs> was, but nobody seemed to bitch about it too much it sounded good you know it's funny we were just talking to the neighbors the other day and sylvia was saying you know i missed it when bob used to do the big burnouts at the bottom of the driveway <laughs> oh all of a sudden yeah, yeah. all of a sudden it's cool yeah, yeah. yeah right it was so, a problem yeah. back then uh, right? yeah yeah which is good because that 65 is about ready to come out so oh, we're doing good. burnouts again so cool. i'm pretty excited for that that but, the tide car oh yeah the yeah, nascar daryl waltrips i don't know how he ended up with that thing but one of his dealings uh from uh, uh north carolina or the south carolina one of the two uh for like, uh, oh, I can't remember their names, but at any rate, one of his car deals he got in the and amongst the group of them, he got Daryl Waltrip's uh, number seventeen Tide car. Okay, it was from a few years prior too. You know, it didn't have the the uh, the big motor in it, but it had a runnable, a good running motor in it still. And so we're like, they unloads it, like, is this the real Daryl Waltrip? <laughs> sure, shit is. So he fires it up and drove. I think he even drove it to town yeah, one time. He drove it to town, yep, absolutely. Look oh, really? on people's faces because it was still open. It was uncorked, you know, so oh, it was wow. open headers. And to see that thing go flying down Dark Canyon, it was like, everyone, what the hell is Bowder got now? I remember Dad talking about this thing's a pain in the ass to drive. I'm like, well, what do you mean? Because it always wants to go left. Oh yeah, you always yeah, got to yeah. hold the yeah, wheel. Yeah, Should have oh, got a road race car that's yeah, set exactly. up for for left to drive. But 
That was yeah. funny. What did he say? He said Tide called him and uh, understood that he got that car, and uh, and Tide that? called him, and they wanted him to take all the decals and all the Tide yeah. sponsorship off. My dad's like, what? Oh, you want me to take all that off? Yeah, and then he gave him like a price for the car. If you want it, you can buy the son of a bitch. Yeah, you can have him with the car. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you can buy him back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, there was always cool stuff at that shop, though. That was always so much yeah, fun. Yeah, there was. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's... Your, your dad made that commute for a while, right? Coming down to the shop. Yeah. I remember he lived in that there, front bedroom. For, when we first moved up there, I was... Well, I lived up there by myself for the first few months because I, I had to start school, and he's, he pretty much lived at your house. Yeah, because we were there in like 78, 77, 78. 78. So in 81, 78. He, was, he was still staying at your house wiring... Buying oh, cars and do, oh, well, yeah. building cars and stuff, and then and coming up to the mountains on the weekends. Yeah, just yeah, Monday through Friday, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did that for a while. Yeah, it was pretty cool. Yeah, I had a sudden feel of real independence, you know, which is what I've been waiting for. So, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> finally, and you know, that's finally when they the shit on. hit the fan. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, um, just just looking back, like I. I want to re- rewind because I was thinking something when you were talking earlier about you flying under the dash and all that stuff. Remember, I mean, remember rumble seats? Oh like yeah, just riding in rumble yeah. seats. That's something you don't see anymore either. I don't know. Oh why. no, I, mean, so dude, I remember yeah. rumble seats in pickup truck beds. Like that was no. Yeah, you jump in the back of someone's. Pickup. Yeah. Oh yeah. You're going to the store. Just yeah. yeah. Get in the back. Can't do that anymore. No. That sucks. I know. Well, uh, a couple people got killed in the real. Yeah, for no, they got You know, so now. it's like uh, Nevada. I think you do it in Nevada still. Can you? I think so, yeah. Yeah, you can do it in Arizona, I believe, too. Yeah. So it's just California. It's still cool over there. We're just can you here. ride in a rumble? I mean, I don't even know. California, you probably can. Yeah, you can rumble seat. They, they got to be legal because they were factory. Yeah. Yeah. I can't yeah, imagine I so. wanting a seat belt in it. Why no, would you want to be strapped in that thing? You know, no. you'd want to <laughs> get thrown from it. <laughs> 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 yeah. Oh, my roaster doesn't have any seat belts in it. I don't think, oh, yeah. I'm not sure you'd want it. You don't want seat belts. I don't think so. No. But I remember, I remember, like, it's funny, right? Because it's as protective as our mom was. Rumble seat, yeah, no big deal. Yeah, no shit. Uh, yeah, right. Now the standards change. Yeah, you know? jump, in the, jump in the back of that thing. Yeah, it, now, nowadays, forget about it. And some of those long hot rod runs we used to do, I remember when I became buddies with Scott Lorenzini, we'd go in the back of one of Dad's orange, it was like an orange 82 Chevy. With oh, a, the fleet side, yeah. Yeah, the street one. Yep, and it had a, a camper shell and a carpet kit. Yeah. And so Scott and I would ride in the back. And it was, man, we were loving it. We're oh, sitting yeah. back there. We oh, yeah. got our coolers. It's we like made a big old bed. We got <laughs> magazines. And I mean, we're styling. Just like, we're styling Dude, in I the did, back I, of this I truck. Think I, I commuted to high school with a family, uh, with a friend, a school in the back of a carpeted Toyota camper shell deal. Loving it, right? There's three of us all. Yeah. You know, to, by today's standards, I'm totally uncomfortable because it was yeah. like the way we were laying in the back of this thing. But we didn't get new kids, though. Yeah. yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. When I, I was, when I went to high school, dad would. For a while there, he let me drive pretty much most of the cars that were on, you know, on the property, which was could have been anything at the moment because we had a lot of them come through there. So I drove like a '48 Ford Coupe for a while, and then a '46 Ford sedan delivery. Shit, you name it. I was driving hot rods all the time, and and I was the only kid that was even near that age. I rode a chopper. Everybody <laughs> go, what the hell you ride that thing? For? <laughs> so, hey, and then later the- later on in life, those same people were coming up going, hey bro. Hey, all, all of a sudden I was bro. Can you get me parts for my bike, my sports or something? Yeah. <laughs> okay, now we're cool, huh? That's funny. Hey, who's got the red sedan now? Oh, guy, um, yeah, Bill Carey in San Bernardino. Okay. Yeah, yeah, he's got plans for it. I, he hasn't really brought it to life yet, but it still looks bitching. It looks good. Yeah, that was you seen it at the memorial, car, dude. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's right. He hauled it out for yeah, the he memorial. Yeah, first time I've seen it in that a car. Long time. 
that was another one. It had a huge impact on the whole industry because Dude. there was a lot of copycats after that. A lot of maroon 32s with yeah. Halibrands on. They didn't, of course, they didn't nail it as far as how it sat out, you know, the wheel and tire combinations and what, which is uh, where they pretty much always missed. Yeah. But uh, yeah, that car, when we first debuted it at the, um, I think it was Andy's Picnic. Well, I think it was, or maybe it was the early times. Well, it was one of those picnics. Deuce Day was what it was. Like one of the picnics. Anyway, and the thing was so low. And it had the blown small block in it, and it was so low that it uh, changing the lanes on the free, the freeway. It, their, uh, the uh, splash apron would pop the reflectors off of the lane <laughs> oh, dividers. Really? Oh yeah, it was badass though, and it hauled ass. And we come uh, driving into the fairgrounds, and it had a lot, a little bit of overdrive too, so and had whoa, whoa, you know, and some good cam in it, and so it got everybody's attention. There was people all over that thing. That, that was uh, that was pretty much. That was probably the first personal car that he did that put him on the map. You yeah. Know? And that cover on Street Rider, right? Is what, what yeah, it was. Yeah, that was the cover car. Yeah. yeah, with that big hellacious burnout that was going. I mean, that was a great picture. That oh, was yeah. that was really. They cool. actually didn't use a lot of the pictures that they had that they could have used for the magazine that they, that they took um, out on uh, Alicia, I think it was, or Marguerite Parkway, because uh, he had some good sideways smoky burnouts, you know. But they didn't use those for some reason. I think it must have been a liability issue. They didn't want to mm-hmm. influence other. I don't know what the deal was. Or Instead, they, they use these, these candy ass pictures, but yeah, maybe they didn't turn out. Yeah, they oh well, looking at through photographers' eyes, yeah, yeah, maybe, yeah. maybe yeah, exactly. yeah. All I looked at was the cool, yeah, the yeah. Of the picture, your you eyes, know? it was yeah. awesome. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Crossed yeah. up, smoking the tires. That's yeah, cool, that was man. better than that. What else is there? Who cares about focus? <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> Want to see the burnout? Well, that's what's cool nowadays. Then they can show videos and shit. You know? Yeah, yeah, right. The video burnout's always better than the picture burnout. Oh, I know. I wish we would have had that back then. Well, we did, but there were those great big shoulder deals that you carried, you know, around right? Oh, yeah. For the video oh, recording, the technology, the big yeah. VHS deals. Well, I mean, back then, that's what, what getting on the cover of a magazine was huge, right? For I actually, mean, there, I mean, there really wasn't too many big corporate type commercialized hot rod builders then in the late seventies. Not so much, you know. I mean, there was, um, yeah, it was still kind of the garage hobby, but. Yeah, to, but to make the cover, you still had to be somebody, you know. Oh, for sure. So that was a big deal. That was like a real. It still is, you know. Well, there was only. I mean, how many how many different publications were there that you you wanted to get in? Nowadays, it's like there's oh, th- yeah. there's thousands of places that can feature your stuff. Yeah, yeah online. Exactly. You know, people. You know, with some a lot of presence on Instagram and Facebook and social. You know, all the yeah. rest of social media and. But then it was pretty slim pickings. So yeah. yeah, and Street Rotter, that was pretty much. The well, that's why. Top, I mean, back then, it's like, yeah. you know, a handful of magazines. Yeah, exactly. Hand selecting these things, this was kind of a big deal. Yeah. No, it was. Um, it things A lot of things have changed, you know? I of mean, course. it was like TV changed the whole game, too, you know? Because Power of TV. Like, like, like back then, like we're talking about the magazine thing, you had to be somebody, you had to have something. It was, they're going to picture this whole thing. They just weren't going to make it look good for TV. Yeah, exactly. There was no Photoshop. You know, I mean, they did it to an extent, but there was, it was very limited then, I think, you know. Yeah, I mean, they really Photoshop, it's, I mean, you know, yeah, definitely you know, editing techniques have been around forever since photography. Yeah. But, yeah, it wasn't, it, it, wasn't was, it like is it what it was. Yeah. It was, you know. And if your car was just a little half-assed, they just put a bunch of chicks in bikinis next to yeah, it. Yeah, it's you know, a distract. <laughs> put an American <laughs> always, right? It was perfect. Yeah. Yeah. That was always the thing. <laughs> that was what was a trip, well, for you guys as well, growing up as that was like the norm is the photo shoots and the, um, yeah. you know, shit like that car shows. And well, and we had people coming over. I mean, people from the magazine was come over all the time. Oh, like yeah. It was, you know, and looking back, I was like, Oh wait. Well, yeah. Cause if, Cause I, I, don't if I had think... friends over and they're like, these guys, what's with all the cameras? These guys are from a magazine. 
And they just thought that was like the biggest deal since <laughs> Big Wheels, you know? Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, big C. So what? <laughs> yeah, and <laughs> I don't know if norm, I paid you know? so much attention to the, being a kid. I didn't yeah. pay attention to the magazines, really, because, I mean, I don't know. Did you guys? You know, it was just so much of the norm. I just, yeah. I, I really didn't. You know, it was always cool. And you look, oh, hey, cool. My dad is in this magazine. He's got this car and stuff. But Especially then. They were always, and pretty much, it was always every something. issue, I'd say. You know? Yeah, yeah right, like, because Tessa was just like, that was just the norm, right? You said, yeah, like, the it norm. Was. It was just like, oh, it, yeah, that's their deal. They're in the magazine every yeah. month. People would come running up, I, look at this. My dad got this magazine. Check it out. Your dad's in there. I'm like, oh, yeah, I remember that day. And then yeah, just yeah. Go, and walk <laughs> off and say, oh, anyway, what else is going on? You know? Yeah, I think what changed for me was when Cadzilla Spirit came out. Oh, you yeah. Know? And, and then, then it was like, people were like, oh, wait. You know, then, because you know, I think I started going to high school at that point, right? Everybody. Affiliated with DZ, as yeah, and then and then so now I'm I'm at a high school with a lot more people, and it's you know they're like, hey, that's your dad, you know? It's like, oh yeah, that's kind of cool because that was a cool spread. I mean, oh yeah, probably the coolest spread of 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 all time of hot rod, right? Absolutely, yeah. yeah, The 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 other one was uh, I remember Dad took me to the liquor store one day, and he goes, I gotta get you something. Okay, was it a Playboy? Well, yeah, he goes into the liquor store, he comes out, and he gives me a Playboy. And it was the one that had Shazoom. Oh, is that right? In, oh, yeah, in the yeah, yeah, yeah. And he goes, don't tell your mom. Wait a Just, second here. What? There's a little How? bonding thing me and dad had. Wait, wait, you wait. Know, How old were you then? I didn't get this shit. Wait, that came out in, what, 90, 91? 92? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, that sucks. Anyway, go ahead. Sorry. But yeah. So I got myself a Playboy. Don't tell mom. So you're in the bathroom... <laughs> All the rest of the whole night. Well, I was checking out the car. <laughs> yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That w- definitely it. wasn't as good as the Swedish uh, porn that was going on at, at Monroe with the. Uh, but they couldn't take that home though. You know, you couldn't go to the bathroom of the hot rod shop. Oh, at the hot rod shop, all those Swedes would. Yeah, gotta go to the bathroom again. Hardcore right Swedish yeah. porn back in the day. <laughs> those guys were funny. Yeah, dude. <laughs> classic stuff, dude. Yeah, the classic, at the least. <laughs> no, it was. Um, yeah, that was, that's when I first started working there. Is the tail end of uh, Monroe, and then it was uh, just the tail end of that that whole uh, group and that whole. Yeah, then it spin. went over. It went over to. Uh, it went well, over to Ashdale on Cerritos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Pretty much. I, how did that end over at Monroe? I think they just moved out of there, didn't yeah. they? Yeah, and, and he kept he kept the, the building. Yeah, it was storage or something or what? Uh, was it? Well, he ended up uh, leasing it to somebody else, oh, one of the okay. Japanese converters. Yeah, because I remember when I first started there, it was still it was still there. Yeah. What, what year was that? Do you know? Uh, it moved in '93. Okay. No. Was it '93? So well, yeah, earlier so that. My time frame's right. I don't know. Because Dick Vale was next door, and I worked for Dick at night. Oh, okay. Yeah, I worked at Boyd's during the day and Dick at night. Okay. Yeah. I remember hearing a story about you working at Boyd's. Danny, which I thought was so funny. Uh, evidently, and I, don't, I forget who was telling me this, but they're sitting there, they're talking in a small group of people, and they hear all this, this bang, 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 and they look over, and here comes Danny <laughs> driving a forklift. He's got a sandwich in one hand. The forks are <laughs> all the way to the top, which you don't drive with the forks no. way up like that. And he's hauling ass, and he comes around the corner, and the thing, you know, the way they're telling the I was on two wheels story, when I came around the corner. And it's I'm like, like two wheels with the forks way up uh, and a sandwich in his hand. And I contact with Boyd and a high-end customer. I'm like, oh, shit. I slam it back down, you know, I'm like, didn't it just go creeping by? I'm like, oh, what's going on? I'm just not doing nothing. <laughs> it was funny. The look on their eyes when I came around the corner on two wheels. Unfortunately, oh, yeah. Yeah, good thing you lay that thing over. Dude. 
Yeah, that would have been impressive for the customer. <laughs> yeah, right. So comforting. Was it you? Did you? Didn't you? You busted your nose. Oh yeah. At the wheel shop, right? Yeah. Well, yeah. no, on the hauling uh, metal for. It, yeah, that's right. On the, the, on the flatbed shop. truck or whatever. Take yeah, that yeah. thing. Well, tell that <laughs> story. That's a great me. story. Oh, it's gross. Oh, awesome. Yeah, because I I went to I had to go to pick up metal in San Diego, and coming back the load was getting a little loose, so I I pulled over right in front of a restaurant, oh, and uh, all these glass windows where everybody's eating and stuff, and then. I get out and it had those, um, uh, you know, the, the ratchet straps. The ratchet there, straps yeah. on the side, but we, one of the handles was broken, so we had a pipe that went over the. Oh, end it, of the it, sh- was, it was the crank on the the. Yeah, the it had the teeth flatbed itself, oh. right? Thank you. Yeah, exactly. And um, so I went to um, tighten down the load, and then apparently the teeth didn't didn't quite grab completely, you know. So as soon as I unloaded my weight oh, from it, I remember that it launched the bar on you. Oh man, that thing came back. It broke loose and smacked me in the face. And then the, the bar that I had, you know, as the extension, come around and hit me in the side of the head. And then I went down and hit the side of the, the, oh, the bed rail Jeez. of the truck. So it just lit me up in like a matter of two seconds, you know, <laughs> all in front of everybody that was eating at this restaurant. Oh, And man. I like shook it off and I was seeing stars. I'm like, holy shit. And there's blood all over my, my face and shirt. So I grabbed a uh, brown paper bag and I tried to clean myself up. And I look around like, God, I hope nobody's seen that. And I look over the restaurant and all these people are like looking with the most confused look on their face like what the hell just took place over there <laughs> and uh so i went over to i drove into work and and i said i think i need to go to the hospital or a doctor or something because i think i cracked a bone in my nose and everybody's going oh no no you're low your nose is laid over on its side you're gonna need to go to the hospital and, you, and then your mom took me i oh, think really? it was yeah yeah and it was shattered it actually shattered my nose and um and uh cracked my cheekbone and <laughs> it screwed me all up man wow. i looked like i got beat with a couple of baseball bats man oh that sucked because then i so they had to put it all back into shape and they stuck uh, six feet of gauze which was like two sticks up each side of my each side of my nose would serve as a little cast and uh but they loaded me up full of morphine in order to do that you know and then um when i woke up i was pretty out of it the doctor gave me some kind of instructions or something and then i went home and i passed back out and i woke up and i didn't remember much of anything (laughs) So the first thing I was like, I looked in the mirror. I'm like, God damn, I look like shit. And my eyes were black and swelled shut and stuff. And then I go, um, and for some reason, the the morphine, I guess, just tripped me out. So I started pulling all this gauze out of my nose. I'm like, oh. what the hell's all this? <laughs> I pulled all, well, six feet up each side. So all 12 feet out of my nose. Uh. And then I was like, oh, that's better. Huh. And not knowing that it was supposed to be up there for like a month and a half or whatever. you know. Uh. Yeah, so that sucked. And then... Uh, Went up to see mom and dad, and then the elevation and started in the middle of the night just started gushing. It was hemorrhaging, so oh. then I had to go back down and have that surgery done all over again. Man, it, it was a drag, oh. and it stunk so bad because oh, ointment so bad in your room. God, yeah, it was terrible. Horrible. I mean, it always stunk here in the room, but that yeah. was really bad. And here I am, <laughs> yeah. dumbass. I, I'm going out anyway, partying and stuff, and and I'm thinking I forget all. I get buzzed and forget all about the two sticks up my nose and all the ointment that just reeks. Smell like rotten feet, like jungle <laughs> rot of some sort. So I'm talking to chicks like, hey, and they're just going, they're looking at me like, what the hell? Oh, dude. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so when he pulled all that, the doctor pulled all that shit out of my nose, it was like, it killed that whole end of the, you know, the little, not wasn't a hospital, but it was a little doctor's office there. I was like, oh my God, what does that stink, man? Who in the hell stinks like that? And I go, that's you. Oh, <laughs> that was bad. Yeah, you can finally smell it after oh, you yeah, pull it was that horrible. shit out. <laughs> oh, jeez. Oh, God, what is this? <laughs> How do you like that, Dan? That's, that? a, uh, hey, that's, that's a yeah. That's a pale ale. It's oh, a beer. Yeah. Oh. What do you think you were drinking? I thought it was lemonade because it kind of looks like a lemonade can. Oh, oh. Well, do you lemonade. want water or something? Or uh, 
I don't want this. Do you want this? Yeah, I'll you, take that if you're not gonna drink it. He's a double fisted drinker. Oh yeah. Ugh. Oh, that's water? Delicious. What do you want? No, I'm fine. Got any lemonade? Okay. Lemonade sounds good. Thought it was a lemonade. Was you the pretty can? Thought I guess the yellow can just kind of fooled me. Greg, <laughs> uh, do you want? We, we no, drink some of the stronger beers sometimes around here. I guess so. <laughs> yeah, I, dude. Let's talk about you got some good story. Let's talk about some funny stories. Who do you want to be the target? Boy, whoever. No, yeah. I, I, oh, the, the target, right? Oh, yeah, because yeah. there's always some target. There was, uh, yeah. One of the funny ones was when um, we took Boyd out to the river in the flat bottom. We had an 18 foot um, blown Sanger flat bottom and it had like a, a 468 inch blown Chevy in it. This thing was fast as all hell, man. I mean, it really was. And so dad's going to take Boyd for a ride. Boyd really wasn't into going all that fast, you know? I mean, he just like, cruise he wasn't in a hurry or anything and man he was he we started going out across either the lake or the river or wherever we it was either Havasu or the river and uh boyd's holding on to the dash and he's yelling something you couldn't hear anything because you're sitting right in front of the blower and boyd's yelling something about something and i'm like dad's looking at me like what's he saying i'm like i don't know just go <laughs> <laughs> so so he starts getting on it and we just getting the boat warmed up man and uh and at the flat bottom, if the water had any kind of roughness at all, it, you were feeling every feeling, bit yeah. of it. So we take off, and boy's like, he's over there screaming something. And we're all looking. I'm like, what's he saying? I don't know. I think he's saying go faster. Yeah. <laughs> go faster. He was so you pissed. Bastard. He damn near ripped that, you know, because the, the the hall comes down and so, it serves as a dash, but it just kind of ends. There's no real, yeah. there's no structure really right there. And it damn near ripped that part of the dash out because he was holding on. He was pissed. His knees were going up and hitting <laughs> with that thing he's like dad did clue into the fact that he he wasn't digging this you know so he looks over and he's like his boy's red in the face take me back to the goddamn shore get me out of this death trap god damn it powder because <laughs> he already had a little bit of an attitude towards dad for, because dad used to always screw with him like in rental cars and stuff oh you know? dude jumped I've heard... off the launch ramps and at, uh, at the backs of stores and stuff like that <laughs> there was a one point in time where Boyd literally I don't think he, they, they weren't speaking for like two months over the whole rental car experience. Yeah, well, I heard, okay, and I, it's, it's probably your dad behind it, but the whole story of, of the uh, rental car, they, they're at the hotel, and they pulled it up to, like, the building, and then they went and they did a burnout against the building, got the tires spinning, set the cruise control, locked the doors, and shut it. And oh, walked. that's what he did to Rothenberg. Is that what he did? Yeah, Rothenberg. And, away, Rothenberg, and this thing kept going. When he first met Dad, he, was, he introduced himself, or somebody introduced the two of them. And then, Dude, that's so crazy. And then bought, Dad goes, oh, that's your rental car out there. And he goes, well, somebody's saying they needed it moved, so if you want, I'll, I'll go move it for you. And Bob's like, well, what a nice guy. Okay. Oh, that's really nice. So, yeah. so uh, guy's really a he goes out there, nice and he, what he did is he, he got the, there was something where that was wet, so he got the tire spinning in the wet. It was front wheel drive. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So he set the emergency brake. Like, right? Yeah, set the emergency brake and had the cruise control at a wide open throttle, and it just sat there and boiled the tires. He gets out, locks the doors, and it's sitting there with nobody behind the wheel, boiling the tires. And he goes, he goes back in, throws Bob the keys, goes, "All right, there you go." And all the smoke starting to roll into the building and stuff. And everybody's going, "What the hell is going on?" Yeah. And they're waiting for this thing just to break loose and take everybody out. I guess <laughs> I don't know yeah. what what it ended up doing. Bob went out there. And went, what? He didn't understand the whole concept of what was taking place. Like, what What the hell is this? You know, why did he do? Is my car on fire? <laughs> <laughs> uh, he screwed it up. And then he did. They were in Vegas and Boyd and him were. 
Boyd was always adamant, like, all right, Bowder, if he had to drive for whatever reason, then Boyd would be like, God damn it, Bowder, I mean it this time. Don't piss me off. <laughs> and, uh, oh, come on, Boyd. Jesus, have a little faith. And uh, they would take off. And uh, by the end of the night, man, Boyd would be mad as a motherfucker. Out of <laughs> and literally, for, to one point, I wouldn't talk to him for a couple months. He jumped off of a, 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 a loading ramp. You know how behind the great big industrial buildings, they have the, yeah, yeah. the oh, concrete yeah. loading ramps? And there's a drop-off on the other side? Yep. Well, he jumped off one of those. And, I mean, literally, Boyd yanked the dash out of the car because they'd get bumper-to-bumper and cover, you know, full coverage insurance. Yeah. So, it, pretty much, it's an unwritten yeah. law. you got to destroy it, you know? You pay for it. You <laughs> use yeah, it. of course. Absolutely. Yeah. So, don't want to break the law. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, he jumped off of that. And when they came down, that never ends up like a, you think in the movies. You no. know I mean? It's always way more violent than you oh, expect. Oh, exactly. Way harder on the cars. Oh, and yeah. way harder on your back. Everything. Yeah, it's like everything. Movies, it's bullshit. And, uh, yeah, Boyd didn't talk to him for a long time. But, like, what's up with Boyd, Dad? Oh, he's still pissed about the whole thing. It's the rental car thing. I don't know. You know, he... <laughs> Dad was... also had a little habit of, uh, wouldn't he stop and pick up, like, bags of cherries? Oh, yeah. He, if there was a road trip cherries. involved, he was going to torture you. One way or another, he was going to torture you. So he'd roll <laughs> the windows up, like lock the windows, and then eat cherries. And then just Cherries rip. gave him the most rotten farts. They were hardly. <laughs> oh, it's horrible. Oh, man. And you just sit over there laughing, eating more cherries, and throw, spit them out the little crack in the window on yeah. his side, you know? Because he didn't want to have too much ventilation. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and just put you through it because he could lock the windows on the power windows in the car hauler. Oh, it was miserable, man. I mean, it was just disgusting. And it went on because oh, we're going to San Francisco, so we're in for like a five, six-hour, seven-hour drive of this. Awesome. Well, you know, Lars, remember Lars. Right? Oh, yeah. Okay, so Lars taught me this. Uh, this was I drove back with, from Pleasanton one year with him, and he taught me early on that someone farts in the car, the first person to roll their window down, that, that's it sucks it right by your nose and goes out. Yeah. So... He did this deal where he, he he would he would rip one and you'd be like oh okay, I can't take it and he's like oh if you pull the window down it's gonna pull it right right past <laughs> <Yeah>. your nose. <laughs> but he did he fuel himself up by eating bags of fruit. I don't know what he. I was don't know eating, what bro. he fueled him. He was so, always rotten. Oh jeez, oh, God, I remember that laugh. He just rolled the windows up, my dad, and he just rolled them up and hold them up, and so you couldn't touch it. He just uh, had that evil laugh. He looked over at you with that that like Joker smile, you uh, know, and yeah. then just laughing his ass off, and you're like. God, oh, dude, how much dad, further we got to go? Oh, six yeah. hours. Awesome. This is going to be a cool trip. Your again. dad's laugh was f- uh, infectious. It was, fu- it was, it funny. was funny, dude. Cause yeah. you know what? It, it was, it was definitely, it, it was gut felt like it was real. Dude. Oh yeah. You know what yeah. I'm saying? He was, he got a kick out of it, man. I could always find him at a swap meet or something. If I was meeting him at an event, oh, right? yeah, yeah. I could yeah, hear him a couple so aisles over laughing. Oh, yeah. And you got a little bit of the laugh. Yeah. You gotta, yeah. yeah. No, it's cool, man. Yeah, because he would he would retell some stories and he would just be laughing his way through it, you know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Now, you know, in, in in the last few years before he passed, like when I would see him, like he'd come over to my mom's. You know, your your parents would come over and for Easter or whatever it is, my mom's, and he would tell stories. He'd tell stories about you and tell stories about you, and he'd laughing all the way. He's through. He's a good storyteller. Definitely. Oh was. no, He's a for really sure. Good storyteller. He was a good storyteller. Yeah, I'd hear him down at the shop just laughing just so much. You could just hear my dad's echo coming through the shop oh, so and up awesome, the canyon. Dude. It was awesome. But, man, he really, really loved you guys, man. And he fucking, he told some, he would just, he'd get excited to tell a story about you. He'd get excited <laughs> to tell a story about you, Brad, you know, and Danny. And it just, it was, it was great, you know. It, it, was, yeah. cool. it, it was cool. I caught up with you guys through him, like, you know, the few times a year that I hung out, oh, yeah. you know. Yeah, I didn't realize that, that he was 
do that to the extent that he did because well, I'd meet people and they go, they would pretty much know my whole history if they were working with him on a car somewhere or something. I'm like, how the hell does he know all this? You know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And he was, I mean, he was always like John who works with, who works with me. He loves working with my dad at the shop. He would go up and help him and uh, during uh, the winter time and stuff. And he's just always telling stories and he's just always an entertainer, you know, and yeah. didn't even necessarily mean to be just telling stories. He'd take the time to talk and, and sitting at the shop used to be my favorite thing is driving up the driveway and then seeing dad at the, the end shop of the day, yeah. at the end of the day and to go in and he's sitting by the drill press and you just start bullshitting and rapping about whatever. And you know, I mean, it's amazing how smart he was and just how good of an engineer, you know, being a hot rod builder, especially for him. I mean, you're a hot rod builder. You're an engineer. You know, if you're going to make, if you're going to lower that car and you're going to make it look right and you're going to make it, you know, drive hard and you're going to make it handle the mountains that thing's got a corner it's got to stop it's yep. got to turn good it's got to have limited store-bought stuff so you got to engineer it yeah well yeah you know it was a lot of trial and error yeah, and yeah. it was a lot of you know okay well let's just let's mimic what they're doing over here yeah exactly they, you know, everything is a reference yeah yeah over yeah. here they're handling their cars over right. here let's figure out what they're doing and yeah. you know and, and the i mean people that made a difference that had an influence were doing that. You oh know? yeah. I mean, and living in the mountains like that too, it's like living in a racetrack, you know? So for him, like that 32 roadster that I've got of his, I mean, that was, you didn't see roadsters with fat front tires, you know? And it's like, well, what's up with that roadster with a big fat front tire at the time? You know, well, it's cause you run up and down highway 18 yeah. and that thing, flat hauls ass you go into a corner and you're like you're waiting oh, for right yeah something like, and yeah yet, you, you 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 dial the car in to drive that mountain that's exactly what i was just gonna dialed. say is what if it can, if you could go out and test put it to the test up there yeah anywhere else it was gold right you know you're yeah. good no because the roads are rough potholes and shit yeah. and, and there's kind of slippery at times you know if there's any gravel or you know salt down on them yeah and so to come flying up the mountain and that roadster yeah or the pantera the old gt oh, pantera. pantera i remember pantera. i remember yeah. one time I, I was up for some reason I was up there for a few days staying with your family. And I remember it being like, uh, my parents weren't there. Like they, like, I, I think they left me there for a couple of days or something. Oh, you know. were in trouble. And they said, they were maybe that's what was like, yeah, send you yeah. to camp Bowder. No, <laughs> this is before you had, this was the original place you guys were at. Oh yeah. Up in Arosa there. Yeah. yeah. So I remember it, it was snowing and it got, I don't know. It's not snowed in. I don't know whatever it was, you know, uh, but it was a lot of snow. And I remember it snowed in snow. Is that, is that snowed in? <laughs> That's yeah. The right terminal. And you guys had a K five blazer at one yeah. point. Okay. Yeah. And I remember like your dad going, Hey, let's go. We got to go into town or something. It was like me and him. And it, and it was like totally snow on the road. And we come around these turns and he, we slid into a snow bank and I'm like, Oh, I'm like thinking, Oh shit. What? He's like, yeah, no big deal. You know, oh, yeah. and he's like, that was just up. a playground, you know? <laughs> yeah. He's just like, yeah, whatever. You know? And I'm like, Oh my God, you know, freaking out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, Oh, he loved that. Anybody that wasn't familiar with the mountains, oh, he was going to put it to him, man. <laughs> I mean, that uh, was a given, uh, you know? Yeah, especially if that if those roads frightened somebody, oh, they were deep shit. Because <laughs> oh, he was just going to lead foot it the they're whole way so up. Crazy. And he could drive. He could drive. He's a by, Bradley's the same way. By nature, they're just drivers, you know? Yeah. And uh, and uh, he'd come up the mountain, man, a few times, either the Roadster or that Pantera that I was talking about. Yeah, I remember that, the Pantera. It was a white Pantera, right? White GT5 yeah. and it had a yeah. Winston Cup motor in it. Yeah. Oh, man. And a whole bunch of cam. You couldn't even drive it under three grand. It had so much cam in it. Dude. And that thing, was it pulled like a jet bike, man. It came up that mountain so hard and hung the corners. The Gs were just enormous. God, it was dude. just, a, it was a wild ride, but it was fun, you know? 
and he had this track to our highway 18 from the top of Crestline down to upper Waterman Canyon's all four lane and I mean they're banked corners yeah it's a, no it's a beautiful highway it's, it's a, oh it's yeah a nice it's great there's highway. no traffic it's fun it's amazing and so when you go on down highway 18 you're testing your turning your brakes everything if your brakes survive to the bottom of highway 18 running it hard okay we're set up good then you hook the left and do a u-turn on upper waterman and then you just start downshifting and going through the gears and now you're powering through the corners you're setting the car up and if you can make it up highway 18 running it like wringing its neck like you used to do without it overheating and without it having issues okay that's the test you that's can't it. test a car in the city you can't go from stop sign to stop no. sign and say yeah it's good no you run it hard downhill you yeah there's no stopping it, like i said if there's no traffic going on yeah. it's oh it's yeah all it's you. on oh and, yeah. it, and it's, 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 it's your own private racetrack yeah yeah <laughs> no it is there is traffic traffic just makes it more fun yeah, yeah. yeah. Kind yeah. Of, it really yeah. kind of winding through it yeah and, and, I mean, and for for those of you listening that don't know like so basically um Crestline is up in the San Bernardino Mountains. Oh yeah, good to point that out. Yeah, no, yeah. No. So it's kind of a trip. So if you live in if you if you live in Orange County, uh, and the the thing is during the during the winter you could be in Huntington Beach in the morning surfing, and then you can go and have lunch and then be up skiing, up in the San Bernardino Mountains in the in the evening, or you know afternoon. Yeah, all within and it's an a hour. trip. So yeah. you got you got what's popular Arrowhead Crestline. You got uh, uh, Big Bear. Right, those are the the three big ones up in that area. Yeah, and the roads going up there. There's a few, right? You got what eighteen, three thirty and three thirty and thirty eight. Yep. Yeah, and but eighteen's the best. That's the eighteen is the best. Yeah. Eighteen the goes up the what the I call the front side or whatever yeah. this side, yeah. and uh, and it's five thousand square. Is it five thousand elevation? Yeah, it's about yeah. That. yeah. The house like is forty six hundred. Yeah. 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 So it's it's a good little. Uh, and you if know, you know I mean, the roads like he do, oh, well, we all road. ended up knowing them. It was a thrill ride if you didn't know the roads, you know, riding shotgun. Yeah, I mean, you good. could be you could be in Huntington Beach, you know, at the beach, and you you can leave there, get in your car, no traffic. What two and a half hour, two hours? No, it's not like even an hour and a half. Hour and a half, yeah. yeah. From Huntington Beach, yeah, yeah. Okay, thank you very much. Yeah. So, but it's a playground, you know, especially if you are building cars and you're doing it's stuff, such you're a up cool. There. Like, dude, when you guys moved up there, I was like, it's kind of a, it was kind of a trip, you know. Yeah, for me it was it was a big it was trip. cool and. Yeah. And it was, it was, I mean, I guess we were up there a decent amount of time. Yeah. You know, while, growing yeah. up with you guys, you know. Yeah. And you guys used to scare the shit out of us on motorcycles and ATCs. <laughs> well, I remember, that, like, I remember one time you and I went, I don't know how old I was. I was younger, but we had ATCs and you rode one of them and you, you were going to take me to Silver uh, Silverwood Lake. Yeah. Because you had some of the back of the fire roads and yeah. all that shit. Uh, that was pretty cool. Yeah. Remember Greg's first experience on an ATC? Yeah. Which one? When he ran oh, into I, the... I he, just, he, he, he gave a throttle, he threw it into gear, and then off he went right into a tree. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's like, ah, bam. Yeah. We, we, he did that on a he did it on a Wave Runner. He did that a few times on ATC. It took him a while to learn how to steer. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We, we, I was, still really haven't got it down. No. Yeah. Uh, still working on so, the steering. It's a work in progress. So what are you guys doing? Let's talk about what's going on now. I, I, this is all catching up, too. What do you got going on, Danny? Uh, well, let's see. From the '80s to, I went into automotive school, and then I went to uh, came back from automotive school only to find out that I did not like working on cars, not like <laughs> normal cars anyway. I was leaning against a Toyota Corona or some shit, and he goes, "I go, so where's the cars that we're gonna work on?" And he go, well, "You're leaning against them." I'm like, I'm "Working on this piece of shit." <laughs> Toyota I was, Corona, I around, right? Yeah. I didn't even think about it. I thought if we we're gonna be working on hot rod stuff or something, so that got. Didn't really accomplish much, but then came back and then worked for my dad for a while and then moved down to Sunset Beach and worked for Boyd and uh, Dick Vale. 
and then um and got to bounce around a little bit because i did like detailing and, and special paint stuff you know on on hot rods and people's collections like for jim defrank and went out and worked with john carambia and tim there for a while and so it was pretty cool you know got to work with shit and julian alvarez taught me how to you know the right way to color sand and rub so i was fortunate to work around the best people in the industry you know i mean it's, it was really fortunate and then of course dick vale who showed me all kinds of cool paint and stuff and learned how to do checkers. yeah he was doing some cool bullshit oh yeah he then. was the man you know he was a cool guy i miss yeah. him and uh and his brother steve then and he was an example of spraying with no oh, respiratory cigarette. Everything. His mouth what not to do. What a chain smoker. Just, oh. Yeah, no. Just in the dictionary, it, where it said what not to do, that was there was a picture of Dick Vale. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. he was there with the the, the uh, booth doors wide open, the boat hanging halfway out, <laughs> a respirator hanging off of the, of the hook, or maybe <laughs> okay. hanging around his neck so he could please his brother. And then a cigarette and a, and a Pepsi can in the other hand with a spray gun in the other. And just like talking at the same time and just spraying layers and rows and rows of uh, candy stripes on these, you know, the decks of these top fuel boats. Oh, yeah. And amazing. It was amazing. amazing I mean, the work was incredible. And that was his, you know, as far as being a role model, no. But he was a, a hell of a mentor as far as painting and stuff goes and what not to do <laughs> health-wise. But it ultimately paid the price for it. But. But um, yeah, so that was that was really cool to be able to work. And Greg Merrill and Keith, you know, the, yeah, the shit. There. And even like, well, like Chip too, working there um, with that whole group of guys. Because remember going to lunch? I think I was painting a bike for Butera on the side, and I was going and Chip did the rendering for it. So we went to lunch and we we're talking about it because I was like, Chip, you know, what's the best way to go about this? And he goes, and on a napkin, of course, he draws this pitching picture, a couple of them. I'm like. We got up from lunch, and I'm like, uh, can I have those napkins? Because <laughs> I'd like to take those home and frame them. Because he was, he was just a raw talent. And, uh, and that whole that whole group, Purple Pete, miss him too. Oh, oh, yeah, Purple Pete. Cool. Oh, yeah. He was really cool, far out Gary, that whole group. What a, God, what a the, – during the SEMA show, those years, when the whole group, Fat Jack, Butera, Lombardo, uh, Pete, far out Gary, everybody would be at one big table. And the battle of the wits, man. I mean, you could if you were trying to participate in that battle and you didn't have the ammunition, you were just gonna get humiliated. Yeah, you know, yeah. those guys they come off with some funny stuff. Fat Jack, he was. I mean, he speaks for himself. He was just hilarious. I mean, he was like my hero when I was a kid growing up. Oh, dude, dude. there was always a guaranteed that story. guy. You know what? I mean, what gave him the edge was he didn't give a fuck. He didn't give a shit. He no, didn't he give didn't shit fucking care who you dude. were. Like, no, no, he no. didn't care whose he, whose he wife would, you he, were. He, he, <laughs> he was gonna say the same topic, the same oh, subject matter. Oh, he would just come up with some crude shit. Oh, but you're like, holy shit! I mean, you know, just. Some of the stuff. And just, then guaranteed whoa. he would like, leave. I always wanted to be around when he was either leaving or, or coming in, mostly leaving because he'd have a good buzz going. And uh, he, whatever, it didn't matter what he was driving, he'd stand on it. If there was just barely enough room for a car to get between all the parked cars, he'd stand up, put it sideways all the way through. People would like be shitting. I'd seen when he bought, uh, he ended up with Butera's coupe. The, and the, what color did he end up doing it? It didn't matter. But he ended up with Butera's old 32 3 window. Remember that? Okay, the, yeah. The open wheel car. And, uh, yeah, he spun that thing out a few times in front of me. I just drunk laughing the whole time, you know, in his top hat back when he used <laughs> yeah, to wear yeah, top. Yeah. He was funny as all hell. That was one of my dad's threats when I'd get in trouble. He's like, you know what? You think you're so fucking tough. I'm going to send you out to Hawaiian Gardens out to Jack's for, oh, for a couple of weeks. And I'm be like, okay, cool. I love Jack. He's like, oh, yeah, you think it, but you, why do you live out in Hawaiian Gardens for a couple of weeks? And then we'll see what a badass you really are. And I go, 
well, I'll probably come back a little tougher. <laughs> you know, it was a lot of threat. I oh, no. oh, man, dude. He, oh, one just... story about one, about going out there, as a matter of fact. And I was I was pretty young, but uh, we I went out there with my dad. To, for whatever reason, that's when Jack lived there in Hawaiian Gardens. And he had the only the only house in the whole town that didn't have a spray can mark on the wall, you know. <laughs> and uh, we're standing there talking out in the street, and this, this Mexican kid comes up and goes, Hey, just want to give you guys a heads up. You know, you might want to move your cars because there's a rumble headed this way. These gangs are, you know, are going at it and they're going to be headed this way. Jack goes in the house. He comes back out and he's got a live hand grenade in his hand, tossing it up and down, you know, catching it in his hand. He goes, any of you fucking beans come around my house. I'll take the whole block out. <laughs> and I just went, dad, is that a hand grenade? <laughs> I thought that was the coolest thing I ever seen. And that kid went, uh, yeah. And he just took off and split and, Ain't no, nobody came dude, around I that remember house. you told me that story before. That's fucking Oh, it was hilarious. Story, dude. He was always coming off with stuff, just like on a whim, you know? Oh, and he dude. was funny. Dude. <laughs> but, I, never, yeah. I never had the pleasure of really knowing oh, Jack very much. He was. Really? Oh, oh, and and like I would tell him, him. tell people about him ahead of time. You know, like if I had a girlfriend, I'm like, oh, you're going to love this guy. You know, it's my buddy Jack. And he was always great to me, just like Boyd was, you know, phenomenal to me. But, but most people, like approaching Jack... As a citizen, you know, the regular oh, yeah. Joe Schmo as a fan, boy, they had it coming without even realizing it. If, Jack, if it, anything at all rubbed him wrong around, about him, you know? And uh, so I'd go up and introduce my girlfriend. He's like, yeah, what's, what's going on, girl? You know, the, the short with her. And then somebody else would come up and try to talk to Jack and go, hey, Jack, uh, if I could just, you know, get a minute with you real quick. And he wouldn't even break his conversation. He'd stop. He'd still be talking to me. And then they, they go, you know, Jack, I, I got my kid with me. <laughs> and, uh, Back, he's all grown up now, but back when he was a little kid, we tried to get an autograph from you, and you said no because I hate kids. He goes, but he's all grown up now, so we tried to thought we'd give it another shot. And just, Jack looks at him, just bl- totally poker face, turns around, looks back at me, and goes, anyway, so yeah, you want a hot dog, Danny, or you know? And, oh, and I'm like, well, the, the poor guy. <laughs> it's just that was Jack, though. You know, it's just oh, he man. didn't give a shit. And every time I'd introduce a girlfriend to him, she'd go, that guy is the rudest. <laughs> like, I just don't know him, man. He's, he's but you know what? Like he, he, he mellowed out a little bit in his old age. Oh, yeah. But, uh, yeah, I remember him just one time saying, hey, Greg, remember we used to go hang out at, uh, what was it called? The, the bar on uh, Carson in Norwalk? Oh, it was Clancy's. when Not Clancy's. Well, it, was it, was... Called, it was called, like, uh, oh, Jesus. It was Barney Steele's. Right. Barney's, but it used, be, Barney's. It used to be Clancy's back. So it was this bar it, right where Jack used to live, right? And it was like a, it was an old school bar. It changed hands a few times, but it had a circle bar, so like you'd sit at it and like everyone's looking at each other and shit. And I was one day I was like, this was like ten years ago. I was talking to Jack about it, or maybe longer. And I said, hey, yeah, you know, where'd you live? Oh yeah, we used to go. I mean, me and my buddies after our band practice, we used to go to that bar. He goes, wait a second, what bar? That bar? Yeah. Uh, he goes, you guys hang out there? And I was like, yeah. He goes, back, back in the day, if I saw a couple of faggots like you and your brother, <laughs> we beat the shit out of you. Oh, yeah. I was like, oh, okay. Thanks, Jack. You know? You know? But, that was totally something he would say. Oh, dude. And, you know, I, I was talking, because we had John on a few weeks ago, and, uh, you know, I was telling him, like, dude, every dog that we had at the house fucking hated Jack. <laughs> Every, oh, dog, yeah. every, dog dog, knew, every dog knew as that uh, guy walked up. Just like fucking this, guy's, up with this guy. I don't know. <laughs> don't <man>. trust him. <laughs> fucking just about to attack him, funny, dude. Man. Remember that? Oh yeah. Every dog hated him. Do, do you do you remember the the ceramic frog that he gave Dad for his fortieth birthday? Oh no, we we talked about that on the yeah on on, on John's podcast. Okay. Yeah. It was a ceramic. I don't so, know where he got that thing. Ceramic a, frog with the 
So basically, my, it was my dad's... 40th. 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 Yeah. God, that's crazy, yeah. right? It seems like he was older than I am now. Yeah, no but. shit. <laughs> so they are opening up gifts, and there's this frog with this ceramic frog with this huge dick on it, you know? I, I think I remember this. Yeah, well, you're probably there. Yeah. We were all over yeah. there. We were kids, you know? And, and uh, yeah. my mom's like, oh, my God, what is this, Jack? And he goes, it's a new TV stool for you, Diane. Oh, jeez. <laughs> oh, 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 you know, hey, keep in mind. Keep in mind. Everybody. I think all our grandparents were oh, there. All the grandparents, all aunts, and all No filter, yeah. no filter that, whatsoever. He, he didn't he think just, about that. He was like, oh, <laughs> my gosh, you know? That was him, man. He was funny. But yeah. that's, I mean, those are the people we grew up with, you know? But you know what? I gotta say, look, look, that was one extreme of it. But we deal with so many politic, politically correct pansies now that it's like, okay, look, I get it. There's certain things we can't say anymore, right? And I get it. But we grew up with these. Like, I appreciate the people that are fucking real, keeping dude. it real, yeah, keep exactly. it fucking real, dude. Yeah, because like, it's you really don't have what to be most extremely... people are thinking. They're just too chicken shit to say it. Yeah, you know? yeah, but yeah, it's exactly. like you don't you don't have to be extremely racist and all that bullshit, yeah. right? But Keep it fucking real. Don't yeah. be afraid to just to fucking keep it real. Dude. Especially when you know that's not how they feel, but they're saying it just to be, you know, not yeah. hurt anybody's feelings. Know, it's like, man. all right. That's what gets me. Do you like, I, I feel like there's, there's a lot of people that are doing some cool shit in our industry, but it, it's different from when we grew up because when we like, it's a fucking business now on every level. Right. So before it was people, so commercialized. Yeah. It was, it, it was people with a passion, with a hobby that came together to make shit happen. Yeah. And now, uh, and 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 not that these organization organizations are bad, but you, you got to look at like every car show thing. It's it's such a business. It it's so big. It has to be a fucking business, right? That's yeah. I mean, like yeah. look at good guys. Remember when good when when Gary oh, yeah. Metter started the good guys thing from NSRA? Yeah. When he left there, and it was like, it was like a grouping of your friends. Like, hey, I want to good guys. You know, just good guys. This is it, right? Good guy. Yeah. And and so. Now it's just so it's just yeah. it's corporate, man. It's, Total corporate, uh, and 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 it's like, dude, so many fucking posers having TV shows, and <laughs> you know, crazy. like and the legit guys having TV shows that they make look like posers. Yeah, you know, so I don't know. That's what I admire about our dads. You know, I mean, our dads were truly enthusiasts. They were in it just for the passion. I mean, yeah. our dad ended up living in a gas station where he ran out of gas and just working on cars. I mean, working with your dad in the garage behind oh, the dude. house. And, and yeah, when he came to California, that literally, that he ended up where he ended up living because he ran out of gas there. Yeah. Came, he came from Pennsylvania on a 55 Chevy that he found $150 in the heater duct of. He traded a horse for. And that's how he got gas money to come to Southern California. I'll back up a little bit more. This is funny because that's what I was saying at the memorial is he was watching the Rose Bowl parade. That's why I said I want to thank the Rose Bowl parade for my existence. <laughs> yeah. And uh, because uh, he was watching the Rose Parade on TV, and it was in the you know January, and it's snowing sideways out there in Pennsylvania, and it's got it's only got half a window left because it's full of with snow. And he goes, um, wow, where where when was this filmed? And Grandma goes, oh, that's live. And he goes, what do you mean this is live? They're in T-shirts. And she goes, yeah, that's in California. They're, that's the temperature. Yeah, that's the weather there. And he goes, out of here. You mean there's places right now with the weather like that? And she goes, well, yeah. He goes, well, why the hell are we here? <laughs> and uh-huh. Two weeks later, he was gone. <laughs> yeah, right? Literally. Yeah, that's funny. Yeah, it's funny. Right, because, I mean. but And so- then he comes all the way out here, and he makes his way here, and he's living behind a gas station in a car. But then he's got. He's living on a car, but he's driving a badass '63 Stingray or whatever. Well, it is he's later, yeah, at the time. He, he he had the opportunities to actually get an apartment and stuff. Nah, 
I'm gonna okay, go ahead and get this Corvette first. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and he, 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 he thought car. he was styling because he got a 46 business coupe that had no back seat, so he had a long trunk. He could lay a mattress down in the back of that and fully extend oh, for the first shit, yeah. time. Oh, He's 20. like, oh, man. But then I'm you got a sitting tall cotton <laughs> with a 427 in it sitting right next to it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So where's and a your Harley. passion? And he you had his new Harley. It's about a fancy house or anything yeah. like that. I just want to race streetlight to streetlight on, it wasn't, uh, was El Camino Real? Yeah. That yeah, was that's was the street it. up yeah, there. Yeah. So it was all about going out at nights, street racing that's from all light to light. About. And that's the only thing that mattered in life. Nothing Ultimately, else. he had the fastest car in North California there for a while. Yeah. And yeah, that 427 and that 63 vet that had so much compression, he had to have it bump started everywhere, you know? Really? <laughs> so guys would get behind him and push it, and then he'd purposely, what a dick, he would hold the, the throttle on the floor, pop the clutch, and, have, and then hit the key. Yeah. So it would light the tires up and shoot smoke straight up in the air and believe those guys face first in the gravel or whatever <laughs> the lot, you know? That's yeah. funny, dude. That was his deal. And he'd, he'd leave out of there with two black marks leaving where he was laughing his ass off, you know? But that was his deal. And he was... That was how he lived from 24-7. Anything that you watched, we were just talking about this earlier. Anything that was on TV that you watched with dad and in, in dad's TV area, because mom got tired of watching car stuff. It was all about racing or motorcycle cars, you know, That's motorcycle it. racing, car racing, something of the two, especially when they came out with the high definition TV with all the the new channels. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. couldn't get him out of there, you know, big the big screen with the surround sound. Oh, he was in he- heaven big time. That's all he did. That's all he cared about. There was never, in our family, there was never hiking or going, hey, we're going to go to Disneyland or we're going to go golfing. Oh, it was all motorsports. Oh, it's no, either I, I remember, cars I mean, or nothing. I mean, that's that, it. It's all it was. was hot. That's it. That's it. That, period. That's it, it. It, it had to have a motor in it. Yeah. Otherwise, we're not doing it, right? Yeah, exactly. Pretty much. Yeah. And it was a full, and you got to hand it to like to our dad, Danny, is that it's it was a full array. And I mean, boy, did the same thing to where if it's not motorcycles, muscle cars, you know, hot rods, street rods, you name it. I mean, he just kind of run through it. It was never stuck in just one no. particular category. You name it, it was, he would run all over the board from yeah. 32s whatever to... The, whatever mean, his, new fend, his new fad was. And that was his, not whatever the trend was. It's just whatever he fell into like, oh, cool, let's yeah. check this out. And then he would pretty much end up top dog in that whole, that whole scene. And oh, okay, cool, let's, oh, what's this over here? And go, you know, from the yeah. boat thing to... At one point, we had about the coolest boat on Parker, I think. You know, I mean, it was definitely the fastest. Purple Haze. Purple Haze. That, that, <laughs> yeah. Twin turbo small block Chevy. Sunny bright oh, small block. That, that thing was that awesome. Thing. Yeah, I'm such a puss because that stuff scares the shit out of me on the water like that, dude. Oh, uh, you shouldn't have said that just now. Yeah. No, I'm serious. Maybe I am. That I, I, don't, I, don't, I'm not fucking, I'm, I don't I don't care. Yeah, because I don't care. Because you know, I don't want to be. I don't want to act all tough and then that get one of those. That things apple didn't fall like far, from the, far from the tree because <laughs> Boyd did not like that shit one single. Bit. No, uh-huh. I, I, dude, that's just that stuff's. I like speed, but I, in 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 control my controlled environment, dude. Yeah. The boat oh. things. We should have Chris come up to the house. Oh, he yeah. should hang out with us for yeah, totally. like a weekend. Give him a controlled really environment. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Everything's very controlled. It's controlled by Danny. To do I. some speed. No, it's a controlled environment. No, that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right? Uh, can I have, make sure my protective gear is yeah, all in there? Wear a full face around Get the clock. Yeah. Oh, dude. Uh, no, man. I, I don't know. I, I, uh, I've i been doing my mountain biking thing, and, and I, 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 I operate in this little comfortable area. Yeah, you know that's cool. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> See what I'm saying? Yeah. This is going back thirty fucking years yeah. right now. Now I'm over here because you guys are goofing on me because I'm a fucking puss. It's okay, <laughs> dude. I get it. No, you guys used to fucking rip on that shit. You guys lived and breathed that dirt bike stuff, yeah. dude. It's kind of a little higher thrill factor. Than a yeah, lot of I mean, you know, 
uh, and for us, it was kind of like, uh, you know, you guys lived in the mountains, dude. That's the that's a different deal, dude. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's a little. It's a definitely. It's an unregulated environment. So that's you just totally go up cool. Because yeah, you guys you carved your own little deal out. You yeah. got you know five acres up there, and you guys could just rip it up, and you you know you know. Our fire roads were awesome. Go out and just rip up the fire roads on the dirt bikes or the off-road yeah, trucks fun, or whatever that's it fun is. Stuff, dude. Pull out in the street. And it's a drag strip. Our driveway was just, I mean, like a little road course. I mean, it was all. It was, yeah, it was I mean, fun I grew up, up in the. There. We grew up on, you know, concrete jungle where the streets yeah. all go parallel and they're all flat. flat lines, you know, it's what I'm always saying? daytime because there's always street lights up there. That was a big adjustment in itself because moving up there at night, it was fucking dark. It man. was dark, yeah. And you're yeah. alone. There was two chicks on my yeah. block when I grew up. Emily yeah. and Jennifer. Yeah. Not much, That's not funny, much variety, and it sucked. Walking you know? from the shop when we moved over and got the other place on Dark Canyon. Walking from the shop to the house on a black night where there's no moon. Uh, to this day, it still it scares the <laughs> shit out of me thinking about it because you'd be walking up there and you're like putting your hand out because it's black. It's dark, yeah. And all of a sudden you hear heavy footsteps and the leaves <laughs> yeah. off, you know, about 20, 30 feet away from you. You're like, what the hell is that? <laughs> and then you stop and it stops. Oh, shit. Oh, really? dude. that's Your heart starts racing, man. And you're like, okay, I gotta stay calm. Don't don't show signs of fear, right? <laughs> yeah. And your heart's just racing because it. I mean, they sound heavy, so it's something big, and it's it's you know pacing you. So it's got something on its mind. So what would it be? A lion or a who bear? knows? I don't know. I just took off. Finally, when I could see any kind of glimpse of a light in the house, I just took off full sprint and made you, it to the front door. Just so you know, you weren't outrunning it; it was letting you. Oh, leave, whatever for, for sure. Because yeah. <laughs> you're not as you, fast. as Well, you, think you know you were, yeah. as well as I do. In those kind of situations, you're superhuman, man. Because all of a sudden you gain some speed. <laughs> right. Like when you got chased by that bobcat, and yeah. you were running on top of the bushes. The mountain lion, yeah. <laughs> a mountain lion. Yeah. Oh, you got chased He's, by a mountain lion. He stepped on a cub. Yeah, I was hiking. Uh, looking at one of these jobs that we were doing right up above our house the property and it's really steep it was a helicopter logging job and so it was really really steep so i'm climbing it and i'm just kind of looking at the project and i climb up on rocks and i i hear like this little squeal and i look down and i step on this little kitten oh so I'm like, shit oh isn't that cute and i'm in the middle of the woods on the side of a really steep train i'm like Wait a second. That's yeah, not a kid. Yeah, you're not by yourself. And I yeah. look, and here's here's a mama mountain lion, and oh. she's right above me, and I'm standing on her kitten. And what oh, took me about shit. 45 minutes to scale up the side of this hill, I made it in about four seconds, just beelining straight down and running as fast as I possibly could. Isn't just, that isn't that the worst thing you can do though? Or no? Well, at that point in time, it was instinct. There, I'm not. Yeah, gonna I, just I get stand it. There. No, right, but I'm, I'm just saying, her, like, right? don't they think? I think the worst thing to do would have been pick up the kitty and take it with me. That would have probably been the worst <laughs> thing because yeah. I, I would have liked to have had the yeah, little kitten. It was sure. really cute. cute yeah, yeah, right. But instead, but I, I guess just, I guess if you're getting away from this kitten, you're okay. But if, if it's by itself and you ran, it'd be a different deal. Right? Well, and I ran. That's the only thing you can do in that case. I can't sit there and duke it out. Oh, so it's like, so I ran shit. and I'm just waiting. I remember running very viciously, just waiting to feel the teeth yeah. marks in the back of my skull. Uh, I'm like, any that's second, a vulnerable any second, I'm just going to get taken down and this is how I'm going to die. And I didn't tell anybody where I was. So nobody would have known You're I'm out looking yourself, at yeah. this job. And I'd run and I'd run and I'd run and I'd stop and I'd turn around and there she is. She's back there like about 150 feet or so. And I turn and oh man, I'm out running or I turn around and I run and I'm hauling ass to run as hard as I can and run until I'm about exhausted. I turn around and there she is again, about 150 feet oh, back. I'm geez. like, just I'm actually sure out running her. Yeah, she no. does like four strides. She's up on you. Oh yeah, she's yeah. just pacing me. She's just watching me leave her area and she's cool. I'm in like me and mountain lions now. I, I give her like a big thumbs up. Give her, hey, yeah. thank you for that. Appreciate it. And uh, it's uh, got your mountain lion uh, signal now. Absolutely. So I'm a big Dude. wildlife fan, but we did, we made the, 
I'm not going to say a mistake, but we put a game cam up at the uh, at the property, and so motion detected game cam. So we'll download the the cards every once in a while. And you should see the size of the mountain lions, the size of the bears. Really? There's a lot of bobcats, like all that stuff you were hearing in the woods. It, it was, was real. It was real, and it was oh, yeah. it's serious stuff. Oh, if it wants shit. you, it can have you. But they don't. You know, if you're messing with them, they'll take you down. But uh, other than that, they're pretty cool. They're nice. They just try to coexist with you. Yeah, you I don't mean, even really think about it that you know living up there until things like that happen. You're like, yeah, oh shit, I heard <laughs> about this kind of stuff. That was a big deal. Yeah, though. yeah. So I carried a gun for a while after yeah. that. Yeah, that was good to do. All right, so so Brad, besides uh, running away from uh, mountain lions, what have you been doing lately? Well, so what do we do? So, you know, talking about growing up, a uh, kid at the shop, being uh, being in the shop was a big part of my childhood. You know, that was a, that was a huge part of it. And kind of forms you as a person. Yeah, because right? you, you know what you you know as is, is Danny saw it evolving. You were kind of born when and the shop was there, right? right? It, and it, you were in, yeah. here in Crestline, and here you go. Your dad's building cars in the garage. We weren't as a family we weren't traveling as much when the shop was going on mm-hmm. it was working at the shop dad had a pretty you know at times it was a pretty big program at the shop that place yeah. was packed full he was building and adding on to it as fast as he could and uh, a lot of activity um, always a lot of activity i mean and everything was happening there up in crestline you don't have neighboring shops that you sub things out to typically speaking you do everything in house or it's a major ordeal to take yeah, you that car drive down, down the, hill the hill and, and you gotta something. go yeah yeah, you can piss half the day imagine away. There was nobody else on the mountain really doing hot rods by any means. No, I mean, not to that not extent. No. So he was, so he was there and he's self-sufficient, consumed. So so that was a, a big part of it. So once I kind of skated through high school, I worked for a towing company for a little bit. And then I ended up building, which is actually turns into a really cool Boyd story. I was I turned, ended up selling a dirt bike and doing something something else scraping some money together to buy a 55 chevy bel air basket case and so my dad knew where it was and we went and we bought it and it was in it was in boxes and pieces and so i brought it home and uh and ended up starting a full frame off restoration on it i mean it was already off the frame so basically just start putting it back together right so blasted the frame started putting it together going through and doing inventory and everything we needed to do and i'm looking at it and this quote unquote complete car had a lot of missing shit or everything a lot of the stuff was junk and so my dad was talking to boyd a lot and i was talking to boyd whenever he'd come up he was kind of like uncle boyd you know a lot of the times and so we'd come up and, it, and boyd tells me he goes well you know kid just i gotta deal with cars c-a-r-s you know oh, yeah. and a little bit of dan chuck but mostly cars i gotta deal with them here's a catalog you just make a list of what you need <laughs> and i'm like how cool, cool is that? Hell yeah. Thanks, Uncle cool right Boyd. on. Okay, yeah. Uncle Boyd. So I sit down, and I go through my inventory, and I'm putting this thing together. And by this time, I'm through, like, like the frame is blasted and painted. It's assembled, and I'm putting, like, the body on, right? And I'm looking at all the moldings that are tore up, the window handles, the latches, just all this little nickel and dime stuff. And so my list that, <laughs> turned that into I a catalog in itself. It was like, I mean, this list is pages long, pages and pages <laughs> long. And I give it to Boyd. And <laughs> he Boyd's like, like he goes, huh? All right. Well, let me see what I can do. Choose your words carefully. <laughs> yeah. yeah <right>. So, <laughs> so sure enough, and I'm sitting there, and and at the time, Boyd, he's got a deal, so he's going to, um, he's going to basically just charge, like he's going to give give us a big discount or something on this, right? And so, it ends up I'm waiting and I'm waiting and nothing's coming, and being the asshole kid, I was I'm like, hey, Boyd, hey, have you heard anything <laughs> yeah. about that order? <laughs> yeah. Where's all that shit at? <laughs> What's the status? Uh, yeah. Come on, you're holding up the project here, and so so. Sure Not even enough, cluing in on what I have no clue yet. what's going on. I'm just like, yeah, you know, I've kid. got a budget, and I'm like ready yeah. to, to pay for it and everything. And sure enough, 
all these boxes of car, all these boxes start showing up and it's like, and I'm looking and it is Christmas. I'm like, Whoa, new exterior door handles. This is awesome. These oh, are primo. Shit. Look at my old ones. Well, I didn't know that's new, where all that came from. That's, oh yeah. New cool. interior, new interior, you know, moldings, just, you name it. Spoiled all this little hard shit. shit. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. Right. Yeah. Right. Danny. It's so, so I feel like a dick. So the, so all everything shows up. And and I'm like, okay, this is bitching. And then I call boy. I say, boy, this is this is really great. Thank you very much. Um, however, the um, the a, truck a, moldings aren't there. Yeah, the lock yeah. mechanisms. <laughs> Here's a there. list of the business. All this stuff that okay, not everything is here. Just kind of just letting you know. FYI. And, and sure enough, and so so Boyd completely hooks me up on this car, and I ended up building a really nice fifty five. Was, was Chevy that the Bella. gray and white one? The silver yeah. and white. Yeah, yeah. Silver, silver and white. Silver one. and white yeah. one. Yep. Okay, yeah. And yeah, so, yeah. Car. And it was funny because at the time when I was going to build it, I'm going to put a big block Chevy. It's going to be blue. I'm going to tub it. I'm going to put a roll cage in it. I'm going to, you know, cut the firewall, put a big block in it. And my dad tells me, whoa, 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 kid, hold on. What are you building this car for? I go, well, I just, I want a badass car. He goes, well, do you want it to be worth the most money it can be? I'm like, well, yeah. So, okay, well, I'm going to make this a lot easier for you. You don't need to tub it. You don't need to nose it, deck it. You don't need to do all this wild shit. Here's how you do it. It's a lot easier, and it'll make the car worth a lot more money. So we ended up putting a uh, like a really nice 327 with dual quads up to 283. Well, it ended up being that. Uh-oh. At the time, it was a oh, okay. 283 oh, okay. uh, when we put that in there with Corvette 57 dual quads and seven fin air cleaners and original American Nine five fin. spokes, and everything was just like really uh what was it nine fin nine fin nine those are the cool ones yeah okay gotcha well i think i had sevens but I'll take oh, okay nine, but... I, I have nines um, on my 57 no big deal though <laughs> I, is this story about your 57 yeah, or is no, this no, one about my no, 55 because i'm ahead, confused i didn't, I didn't mean to interrupt Go okay because you just interrupted again yeah, which is all a bit low end valve covers <laughs> so so anyway so i put this whole car together and uh um, and that was one of the big things I did. And so you know, my dad was so cool. He let me use the shop and I took over that shop. I was a kid. I was a mess. I mean, I sandblasted this thing in the driveway and there's sand everywhere. I used the paint shop and <laughs> just killed all the supplies in the paint shop and everything else. But long, but so it comes back around. Boy never gives me an invoice for this. He never charges me anything. And I'm like, and then it ends up my dad tells me, oh yeah, Boyd didn't really have much of a deal with cars. Boyd just bought all that shit for me for the project and i was thinking man that is really cool you know i mean he just stepped up like, oh whatever you need kid and he he didn't want any credit for it like oh i've got kind of a you know a deal they'll just give it to me or they'll charge me real close to cost but then he ended up just giving me i think it ended up probably being five or six thousand dollars worth of gear for that car which made that car what it is oh, all totally. the little stuff yeah is just it's all the little details right and the last time i saw that car you, you and and your parents you guys were at del mar yeah, yeah, at Del Mar. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That. Funny how the truth comes out on some of these kind of deals. These these sit in, you know. No, nah, dude, tops. you know what? I mean, I, <laughs> because the way I heard it was, oh no, I busted my ass for every. Ah, yeah, I yeah, did bust right? my ass, yeah. and I built every square inch of that car. Oh, yeah. But yeah, you did. Boy, did hook me up yeah. on the parts, yeah, and did. it was awesome. Because right at that time, five or six thousand dollars—that was a hell of a lot of money. About it. it wasn't I mean, going to happen. Yeah. You're 18 years old building a 55 yeah, Chevy. Dude. You're fixing everything you can. I can Might fix well the stainless. 50 grand. You know? Yeah, exactly. Right. But no, but it ended up being a really, it ended up turning into a really great car. And, uh, and I can just thank you. Thanks Boyd to that. Cause he, he really had a lot to do with that. And he wanted no credit whatsoever. He's just like, yeah, yeah, I'll set you up with it, which is really cool. Well, you know what, man? I mean, your dad took care of my dad and or our dad and, you know, and, and vice versa. Yeah. It was like, boy did take real good care of us. I mean, he's, it was, it was just, a, it's, it a, different, it's a different deal, man. Cause you know what? I mean, my dad always, and that's why I fucking gets pissed off at some of these posers 
that fucking take credit, 100% credit for what they do all the time without giving credit to everybody else. My dad always gave credit to everybody yeah. else. You know? Yeah, and, we can't do it alone. There's and, no and, way. And, exactly. And, 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 and our dad would, would just, if he was here right now, would would say, no, Bob Bowder. Huge help, huge influence, best friend, deal. No questions asked. In his own way. <laughs> Oh yeah, about her, you know. Uh, oh yeah, they would, they would have to backslap <laughs> yeah, and yeah, insult exactly. yeah. each other for yeah. a, a, a half a second, right? And, and talk some shit. But However, I mean, the reality of it was, I mean, you know, that's the group of guys that you know we talk about. You know, the core group of guys. Our dads would be seventy-four now. No, dad would be seventy seventy-five and a half, I guess, or whatever. Well, well, born yeah, in seventy-four. 40 years born. Both of them were uh, 44. 44? 44, okay. Yeah. So yeah, 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 yeah. Our dad would have been this uh, this year. He would have been uh, what is it? Oh Jesus, seventy five. I think seventy five. That was eleven years ago, right? Anyway. Yeah, yeah. yeah, but you know, I noticed that my dad started softening up a lot towards his age. So yeah, nowadays, about, yeah. you know, they start getting a little bit more. If they were both alive and with us now, we'd see the softer side of them oh. to where they'd be a little bit more compassionate. I think just a little Definitely. bit calmer. That, you know, actually what happens is the roles kind of reverse, you know, like when we needed them when we were young and they were just our age now too busy for the pain in the ass little shits that we were as you get older. Now we're that age. And then they're yeah. like, okay, Hey kid, how about we spend some time together? Like, <laughs> yeah, pop. No problem. Yeah. You know, uh, maybe try Let's try it. Shoot for next week for sure. Yeah. yeah. Ah, shit. No, what next week's no good. Two weeks. You know, yeah. it's just that you reach that stage in your life where you just get busy, you know, and it's just, you it's just the way it ends up being and the roles reverse. And then they're like going, huh, you know, all of a sudden you ain't got kid ain't got time for me. You know, and all, all of a sudden we're going, oh, all of a sudden you want to spend time with me. <laughs> yeah. You know, and no. it's funny in the last bit of time. Cause I mean, with boy, did you guys get much time with him at the end? Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Like I, I was telling Danny, like, you know, when, when I was at American racing, so, so that was 96. He didn't pass away till 98, but, that that was like I would see him before that like we would see him every morning at the shop oh, right cool. so we were around him all the time but then when I went to American Racing it was like I got in the habit of he was my first call in the morning on my commute because I used would commute so from Whittier to um, Rancho Com- Dominguez Compton. the Compton area it was like you know I mean it depends it was like forty five minutes to an hour and then, and then in the evening it's the same on the way back so. He was my call on the way to work. Hey, what's going on? Because, you know, there was a lot going on. American Racing was just fucking up things. And, and he was trying to do things. And I was trying to... We were all trying to make things work. So, not only did I talk to him during the day, but for sure, in the car on the way to work and on the way home. And then after he passed away, I mean, it was like I grabbed my phone and I... Yeah, oh, I did the same thing. Shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you get... Then it fucking bum you out. Yeah. You'd be like driving. You're like... So many things would happen. You're like, oh, can't wait to tell my dad about. Oh, shit. Exactly. Yeah. And and you know he becomes your person. You share, you share things with first, whether it was good or bad that happened at work that day. And the next thing you know, you're like, fuck, man. Yeah, they say the older you get, the smarter your parents get. Well, there's a lot to that because <laughs> yeah, right. Everything right. that he yeah, was preaching right. to me growing up, you know, that I would try to challenge and prove prove him otherwise. Of course, he'd be like, kid, you know. Someday, about 50 years old or in your 40s, you're going to feel all these fights and all these crashes and all the shit you put your body through. You're going to feel it every day when you get up out of bed. And that goes through my head every single morning. <laughs> yeah, right, right, right. Yeah, he wasn't they, kidding. When they said that shit 20 years ago, yeah, yeah, whatever. Yeah, right, whatever, Dad. Whatever. 
Yeah, oh, for sure, man. I mean, I feel that too. You know, it's just like some of the stuff you did. You're like, but everything he everything he told me came true. He was right. You know, he's he was, he was trying to convince me that I'm just trying to give you a shortcut, man. I've all you ain't gonna surprise me. That's what he would say. You ain't gonna surprise me. I've done it. Everything you think you're doing that ain't nobody's. No, I've done it ten times. So I'm just giving you a shortcut so you don't have to make all those same mistakes, Mike. Yeah, I'll show him. <laughs> I'll make him. <laughs> and I'll pull it off. Well, he, he was right. I didn't. Yeah. No. Well, that one of the toughest things because I ended up buying his house and then his shop. And then we were partners in the shop. And so he built a small retirement house on the property next door. Yeah. And so one of my favorite things, you know, doing that, I'm so glad I did that because I got three or four years where I did that where he was still with us. And so... Uh, so driving up the driveway, I'd go up and I'd see the shop. The shop door would be open and he'd be sitting at the drill press and you'd hear him laughing and telling stories and love to go in and decompress with him at the end of the day, you know, and hang out. So now I just pull up and the shop door is always closed and the lights are off. You know, it's kind of sad. You look at the shop and it's like, damn, there's just not much going on in there anymore. And it used to be so lively. So and much activity there. Yeah, it was first hot. thing I'd ever do is just pull into the driveway and you get out and you're going to kill an hour and a half just sitting there bullshitting with them yeah. about who knows what, you know, and that's, that's the, the biggest UPS loss for me. out the driveway anymore either. I mean, we knew UPS, they were like family damn near yeah. UPS drivers. I mean, <laughs> you got to know them on right. a daily up basis. The, especially up in that area, right? Oh, yeah. It's a, it's a smaller area and Everything it's like shipped. Brad was famous because all the UPS or the, whoever or new driver would come up and go, so I keep hearing about this little kid that drives a 63 Plymouth or an old Plymouth oh, yeah. with a dog riding shotgun. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That was Brad to run up and down the drive with his candy cigarettes hanging out of his mouth. Uh, dude, I always wanted to be like my brother. So I had to chain wallet and leather jacket and I was a badass and little, I was 12 little years Doc old. Martin's little Doc Martin's little mini me. Dude, yeah, it was totally mini you. And Dad, told him, Dad told him, if you can get that car running up there, there was a parts car for one of the race cars, you know. If you can get that thing running, then you can drive it. Never even dreaming that he'd be able to get it running so brad goes up and takes the carburetor all apart last time you checked his carburetor parts all over the place he's like i don't have to worry about having to worry about him driving up and down the driveway and that thing then because he'll never get that thing back together and then one day we we're talking all of a sudden you hear this fucking six-cylinder fire up up in the woods he's Dude. like the look on his face like son uh, of a bitch <laughs> how in the hell did he get that damn it yes and it's I, right. i'm like what he goes well now i gotta let him drive it I'm like he can't even he can't even see it over the dash. He had a little booster seat. Yeah, a booster seat. Yeah, yeah exactly. Oh, I, I don't the table. want to call it a booster. Yeah, Lots of wood on the pedals and, yeah. that, and Tonka riding shotgun. A Tonka, dude, that's awesome. <laughs> oh, me yeah. and my Rottweiler, we were just sort of loving it. It was dude, so bitchy. Every day. And I got to say, Brad, you're the youngest, but dude, I got like I said earlier, you're, you're, dude, you, you had, you're an old soul and your attitude was just like, I think, like you say, because cause you guys are what, 10 years apart? Nine, yeah. yeah. Nine years apart. So, it's uh, oh, and there's the freight at eight. Oh, by the way, yeah, here That's, comes. can Rumble. you hear the freight? Everyone, you live. sponsored yeah. by La, uh, Sean Sauce live on HRBB podcast. So, um, yeah, Brad, dude, dude, straight up, your dude, the attitude you used to have People was have straight up, dude. Fonzie. Like, you didn't give a shit, dude. I mean, dude, you some of the stuff that come out of your mouth, you're like, dude, how old are you? This guy be like five, six years old, and he's. Talking he shit was like he's like goddamn 18, 19 years <laughs> he old. He was so short that he always looked way younger than he actually oh, was. Yeah, yeah so right. All yeah, my friends absolutely. loved having Brad around. Oh, like, oh, you didn't bring your little brother? I'm like, well, hell no, I didn't bring my little brother. <laughs> you know, because they always want, he'd go to some parties and stuff with us. And, and then he got, oh. I introduced him to strippers and oh, cigarettes man, and pot. So oh, yeah. Jesus. So, yeah, yeah. he can the thank me for stuff, that. The fun stuff, right? Yeah. The fun yeah. stuff. Yeah. <laughs> 
Anything my 10-year-old brother would do, I'm like, I'm in. I remember the first bong rip in your room, and you got that really cool skull bong. <laughs> yeah, this really cool bong with, like, it was it was like a... Skull. Yeah, it was a, a skull. reaper skull. skull, skull. Yeah, bong. <laughs> reaper holding its own skull with a bowl out the yeah. top. And I always watched him and everybody hit it, and I'm like, oh, yeah, I'll hit that thing. Dude, and I took so a bong funny. rip out of that. At We're like all watching, seven. like, oh, I don't know how old like I was. All I, I, I remember that he turned my green. throat... It was just on fire. I'm like, whoa. And I ran to the bathroom and I'm drinking water. And, and I'm trying to get else. him to shut up. Like, she just, she just, no, 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 no. Don't tell mom. Don't, don't, don't act was... stoned. Whatever you don't act stoned. <laughs> hey, how old was he at the point? Seven? Seven. Yeah, maybe. No, shit. Oh, I'd go to parties with Danny. I remember sitting up on the stairs and I'm looking through the railings and there's these hot stripper chicks down there. At some, at, at everybody's watching the stripper and then everybody's head would turn up to see what Brad's expression was. Like, all right, check out the little kid. I'm looking down like, oh, kid, this dude. is awesome. funny. That's so uh, bitchy, yeah. dude. But so dude, there, there's, a, there's a funny story. And, and, and you know what? Um, uh, I'll, I'll, we'll take it part of it with a grain of salt because it was told by our older half-brother, right? Oh, yeah. when, he, when he was living with us. and But your dad was living there, right? So this is before cell phones. And, and, and uh, I remember my mom... We were, I forget where, where, where my, my dad was at, but he was at someone's shop. And next thing you know, the phone's ringing there. You got to come home. You got to get over here. And, okay, I found, I found marijuana in Junior's bag. You know, and it's like, oh, shit, okay. So my dad goes home. And he's like, hey, Junior, you got time to confess, right? You know, what's going on here? And uh, he's like, I don't know what you're talking about. I don't, Junior was known for not telling the truth <laughs> most of the time. Right. So they go into the front room where they were kind of sharing. Cause you was either in there or your dad was in there. Right. And he goes, I found marijuana in that bag. Oh shit. And he goes, <laughs> it wasn't that's dangerous. not my bag. That's Bob's bag. <laughs> <laughs> I knew that was coming. Yeah, that, that was, that that's was Bob's funny. bag. And my mom was like, okay. Yeah. Okay. Oh, well, right, you can no. go now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, never mind. Never mind. But yeah. you know what? I stole a lot of weed from my dad. Oh yeah, me too. Oh, big time. I was, see, I was actually real popular because of that. Yeah. Okay, so 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 I didn't see any of that back then. I didn't get turned on to weed till maybe I was later in high school. You know, mm. going on from there, but I mean, I mean, I, I saw a couple pictures of my dad with a beer. Oh, you know what I'm saying? Occasion, yeah. Like he wasn't a huge drinker. No, no, neither he, was mine. Yeah. Yeah, uh, and Dad right? didn't really drink at all. God, he got no. racist when he drank. Oh too. man, he could oh, so couldn't loud. get him drunk. <laughs> uh, I tried that at the SEMA show, buying them uh, Greyhounds like one after the other, and I'll, I never made that mistake again. <laughs> really? Oh, he got loud and racial, and just like I was like, okay, we got to go before we're gonna <laughs> no, end up yeah, fighting our way out of this oh, place. Geez. Yeah, no, I never. Uh, I mean, you know, there were certain guys in the group that would drink and stuff, but I mean, as far as weed, I don't remember. And Greg, do you remember anybody smoking weed? No. I mean, now. Hell, it's legal. Like, we're smoking weed all the time. I mean, I don't remember anybody smoking weed. No. And I, even I the beer thing. Like, Dad was never into the beer thing. He was into the donuts and the, sh- the milkshakes. Oh, yeah. Oh, like, yeah. He, he was into the other hot dogs. Drugs. He liked Wiener Schnitzel. Dude, oh, yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I remember, like, driving to Vegas with my like, grandma. I mean, I Actually, that's what turned me on to Wiener Schnitzel, too. I still love Wiener Schnitzel. Mustard dogs. Dude. Four mustard dogs. I got to tell you, I don't eat that shit anymore, but. That chili cheese dog's pretty good. Oh, chili cheese dog with sprout. Oh, that's, that's my favorite. Right. That, that's like, I mean, with that. mustard, mustard on there. It's it's it's, okay. it's killer. It, it's but it's not good for you. But that's good. But yeah, that's how we grew up. You know, I mean, Jack. Yeah, your dad was, was. 
He was bad. He always had the cupcakes and the. Uh, oh, and the but he, but but hey, Dolly Madison it ultimately shit. paid the price, dude. Yeah. You know, and it's like I'm trying to balance that out right now in my life. You know, um, yeah, it was crazy. Like he, like I always say, like he would never, in a million years, half-ass a car in any way whatsoever. But himself, but, yeah. But but, but his, his body help. and all this stuff, you know, it, it was kind of like our our, our whole parents generation yeah but you know your mom was always you, you, you guys mom was always in the fitness and all that, that yeah. stuff and she still is she still is, is. Yeah. we just did a surprise birthday party for her and your mom was there yeah, yeah. and it was uh and she's so cute and she was so surprised i mean she still looks fantastic at 70 it's incredible yeah. Yeah, i showed some, some people some pictures and they're like which one's your mom and i said that one right there no way yeah. you, she don't look by any means 70 you know her age but and Diane looks exactly the same Diane as looks, she, she always looks photoshopped. has. Yeah, she's exactly <laughs> she the same great. as I remember and, since I was ten. No, and you know it's cool. It's cool that they've been remained good friends. Yeah, for these years, you yeah. know. Yeah, it really. Plus, is. And your mom's been there for my our mom and, and for oh, us yeah, big no. time so yeah. many times, dude. Absolutely, especially the the nurse end of her, you know, because she's yeah. always oh, the yeah, first one my mom, call. My mom's. Yeah. You know, our mom is a registered nurse. Yeah. She was for, you know, she hasn't kept it up in the last few years. All right. I don't think so. Yeah. So and but, she but, would be, a, she's perfect as a nurse because it's all business. You know, at that point, she don't get emotions getting you know, she's a, She is that perfect balance of like telling you how it is, <laughs> yeah. but, yeah, being, I love that about her. but being sympathetic, you know, being, yeah. the, being that whole consoling yeah. uh, nurse end of it. So, yeah, Ugh. no, great, great stuff, dude. Yeah. You know, like Brad, I was looking at Brad, dude. I had some great times growing up with you guys. Oh, yeah. You know? Um, just because I was kind of in the middle. So you were older. I was right in the middle. Yeah. And then, then these uh, little, little fucking Yeah, guys especially in the around. hot rod world, this is what another thing that most people don't experience in their regular daily lives is is because you grow up together, you know, I mean, you end up with the same group of people if they're yeah. hardcore like our group was. You know everybody your whole life. I mean, so there you have your normal daily life and all your friends and family there, but then you have your hot rod life that has friends and what becomes family ultimately there as well. Because like Shaporis's and Coddington's yeah. and I mean, uh, uh, Robinson's, I mean, every, you know, the whole group shit. I mean, end up ultimately being friends for 40, 50 years. I mean, yeah. that's crazy. No, you know? and, and you know what? We haven't, like, and it we is, haven't it's really... an extended family. There's without question, you know, no, for sure. And, and just because of, just because of the history and we've gone through it, like, I feel like I haven't talked to you guys. I mean, we don't call each other on a regular basis. I you call know? you. You just don't. You avoid my calls. Like no, scream. Oh, yeah, I yeah, have this app that it. shows you because it shows you their, your camera, and you're like yeah. flipping the phone off, going, "Look at fucking Danny. Fuck him. <laughs> Gotta hate this guy. No, <laughs> what an idiot. Not even, dude. Not even. I mean, but I feel like I feel like, dude. We just there's so much history there that it's like, I don't know. I feel like I could call you guys at any time and be like, hey, I, you know, I need help here or whatever or whatever. And it's like, dude, oh. you know, we've been. I don't know. It's just a different deal, dude. Oh, yeah, yeah, totally. It's a different deal. Well, and it molds you know. us. You know, we're all, even though it's not like it used to be where we're all gathered up and doing these convoys on hop rod runs. Yeah, our backyard barbecues or yeah, shit like that. we're not doing that, but we're all motorheads one way or another. My wife drives a 69 Camaro. You know, I still love my 32 and that 55. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's all still there. It's just not quite as. Too bad we don't really get together. Do our hot rod stuff anymore? Like, you got yeah. that? I got my bitch at fifty seven that I bought for my dad. You know the God, red convertible, beautiful bitching yeah. car. Oh, but so you think we, <laughs> you think we'd, we'd be do getting together and like doing hot rod runs? We'd well, never you know do what? It. And that's what that's kind of why I'm doing this podcast. Dude. Yeah, so we cool can kind of get together yeah. and talk about this stuff yeah. and and 
bring this all stuff, bring everything back around, you know? Yeah. I mean, um, right, Greg? Yeah, that, that's I mean, big, yeah, you got it. Or keep it alive <laughs> as much as you can, you know? Yeah. You got it there. Chris. One form Thanks. or another. Thanks, Greg. You nailed no. that one. No, but I mean, it's just, uh, yeah, we're just trying to keep it going on because, like I told you very bluntly on the phone, uh, Danny, it's like, I'm doing this podcast because people are fucking dying, dude. Yeah, the, the, the stories are dying, and we have to continue them on. Um, and during just, the break, we were talking about the podcast you did with like with Dad, right? And that wasn't you. Who? What? What, what podcast was Dad on? No, we did. We did. Uh, we didn't do a podcast. Oh no, that was a video. The YouTube. No, we so so yeah, um, with with video. the uh, with with uh, Jason. Mul- uh, no, it was Marcel Venable and Jason Mulligan, which are now part of Auto Revolution. Um, we were doing the Fern Loose Coop documentary. Yes, yes. because uh, Gary, car- Gary Brown, who owns yeah. the, the Vern Loose Coop, he lives in Australia. He brought it out here, and we just were fortunate enough to con- uh, contact him and be able to be the custodian of that car for about six months. And during that time, I talked to your, your father, and I said, hey, look. This is what we got going on, but we want to come up and we want to talk to you about this because at that point, my dad, my dad was gone. You know, our mm-hmm. our dad was gone, and I'm trying to think of the people that had a connection to that. And your dad was right there. Yeah. Right. So we went up to your uh, went up to your house, up to his mm-hmm. shop, and we filmed a dude. And if you go to YouTube right now and type in Vernus Coop, his picture comes up right away. Oh, oh yeah, is that where it is? Okay. That's yeah, he right. had the hot rods, my boy, with the blue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> he did that. Yeah. And we went up there. We were up there for about four or five hours, and we just, just, you know, and it was cool because I got to tell you, like with this podcast, a lot of guys are like, "Oh yeah," I, I ask them first. I say, "Hey, you want to be on the podcast?" No, yeah, I want to, whatever, you know. But then they hear it, they listen to it, and they're like, "Oh, the, no, 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 that guy's full of shit." No, no, or hold on, no, that's <laughs> yeah. not how it happened. I want to say, "Oh, then come on the podcast." Like, yeah, or it sparks a whole new set of memories I for know. them, you know, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And, and you know, I don't care if you're shy or whatever. That's why we're not doing video right now. Yeah. It's just like we're doing audio, and it's it's one of those things where I'm just trying to put together uh, pieces of the puzzle, you know? That and just uh, that was a critical point in hot rod history because they yeah. they all left their footprint. They actually they changed and, and, the and, history of yeah. hot rodding. And, and, and that's why – you know, I want to have you you guys on to talk about your dad's story because your dad was a huge influence. Oh yeah, right. I mean, for every you talk about for every whether it's sports heroes, whatever hero you have, that person had other people around him or heroes that he looked up to. He wanted to be like. Yeah. And you know what? For my dad, it was just you know. Hold on, I'm sorry, Greg. You're still here. Yeah, I'm, I'm right here. Uh, he it was our dad, right? Yeah, it was okay. I, yeah, pretty, oh, okay. I'm pretty sure. I don't know. Sure so for <laughs> so so our our dad. Sorry, I'm, I'm used to doing the podcast yeah. by myself, but I got Greg here. So, uh, but what I'm what, what I'm getting at is is our dad had a group of guys around him at all times. Yeah, Shaporis, Fat Jack, John Butera. You know these guys. Your dad, everybody. Yeah, as a. The whole group. We were all. It was just like that. Trent. That just that whole convergence of of. Uh, okay, we're doing some some shit so cool for the hobby that other people are going to want to do. Now it's a business. You know? Yeah. Had we known that we were a part of history, we would have paid closer attention. You know, it was just the norm, yeah, it's right? One of those things you don't realize it when you're in it, but then afterwards you look back and you're like, wow, I was pretty wild. Wow. 
all that was going on, that's the big deal. Yeah. That's a big deal. It's really I know. cool. I know. And and you know what? I mean, when you're in the middle of it too, sometimes you don't realize till you take, take oh, yeah, a step exactly. back. Just like when people like our our fathers pass away and then you go, Holy shit. And then people come up to you and start telling you stories. Yeah, that's what's really cool. We do events and uh you know, with our mom and uh people constantly come up and say, Oh, you know, the pay their respects and whatnot right and tell some kind of about her story which is really cool you know and we appreciate oh, that it's, it's so bitching and to this day i look in magazines hot rod magazines of what whatever nature and um there's a lot of cars in there that had heavy heavy about her influence you know i mean there's no there's no argument about it i mean that's you know there's yeah. there's no question about it that's just where it came from which is cool you know you know one of the coolest things is that growing up was being at the shop and you would watch, and my best example is probably Keith Paxton's Mustang. Oh, yeah. And so this, what year is that, 67? It's 67, yeah. 67 black Mustang shows up. And I've never been a Mustang fan. Me neither. And I don't really care. And this car shows up, and I'm like, well, what's that kind of ugly piece of shit yeah, doing here? We don't really work on those. You <laughs> know right. what I mean here? Yeah. And so this 67 Mustang, it's all up on wheels and tires and you just look at it like, God, that thing's fun. What a transition. Oh, and it goes into the shop, and it goes on the rack. And granted, I, I, I wish I realized more what was going on at the time. But, you know, you're watching this transformation of this ugly run of 67 run-of-the-mill Mustang, yeah. you, which you wouldn't look twice at. It goes on the shop, and then, bam, it's on the rack. The wheels and tires are off of it. They're changing the fender wheels. They're changing the <laughs> engine cross member. They're raising the engine. They're doing all this crazy stuff. And I'm like... Man, it seems like they're going with a lot of work to do whatever <laughs> they're doing. For a Mustang, right? And then this Mustang rolls out of the shop and it sits in the driveway. And you go, it's not even the same car. It's like, this is, now you got an animal sitting there. Like, holy shit, look at this thing. Yeah. And a car Instant that you attitude. wouldn't even give a second glance to. And then you stop what you're doing and you walk up to him and go, holy <laughs> shit, I love 67 Mustang. Yeah, I'm a fan. Yeah, I'm a fan. To this I mean, day, I, I see that car and I'm like, God damn And I still cool. do. And I can vividly remember the difference in seeing that transformation like that because most transformations were much longer when this basket case comes in and then it comes out as something really bitching. That's a five-month transformation. Or By the time it's paint and everything It goes else. in and it's, it takes all that time and it comes out shiny. <laughs> yeah. You know, with a bunch of shiny stuff on it, but it's still something's missing or something just ain't quite right. You but know? Dad's shop, though, it, it didn't have to have any shiny. Badass. It didn't have to have anything shiny on it. Yeah. It came out just the way it sat in the wheel and tire combination. It just had that bowder look. Everybody called it, you know, and it was like, wow, yeah. what a deal, you know. Not yeah, everybody kind of had their 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 stance and their look. Back oh yeah, then. absolutely. And you know, that's one thing that I think gets lost. And I saw a lot of wheels to guys that do airbag vehicles, and it's like cool, but but it's like something about that static drop. That's the way. No matter where it's parked, over at yeah, the totally. gas station, yeah, it's consistent. Or it's at the drive-through. You're driving. It, that's the way it sits. And it just yeah. makes it that much more impressive when it, it goes down the road and it rides real good <laughs> yeah. and it's not backed. You know, exactly. it's like my '57. It's easy to you hit. hit you hit Whoa. railroad tracks and you're like, oh shit, brace yourself. <laughs> and it goes the thump right over. And yeah. you're like, wow, this thing rides nice. <laughs> it goes up the mountain. Like one time I was thing, going up man. the mountain and it's laying totally flat in the corners and I'm going hanging a corner pretty good and I which is something you never see another 57 is coming down the mountain and it's leaned way over on the side like the whole way around the corner i'm like wow there it is right there you know the proofs in the pudding yeah i mean i appreciate a lot of the stuff the guys are doing modification of trucks now but you know in vehicles but yeah i mean when you set something that handle it's just like oh it's it changes the game never mind it totally does i mean it's just uh 
Yeah, I mean, sometimes it's just like the easy way to get low is the airbags. Yeah, but yeah, that doesn't count though. It's cheating. You can park it, lay it on the ground. Who I, to me, who gives a shit? It's got to look good, ride good, handle. Yeah. It's got to do all that yeah, stuff it, to be a uh, real car. Yeah, it's it's got it's got to do everything, but still look the same. Yeah, right? it's, it's got to do all all the above: handle, park in the stall. Right, make it over go down the highway, bump. go 100 yeah. miles an hour, go, go around driveway. a corner. Yeah. You know, you want to go in a driveway? In an in a driveway? Just, oh, yeah. Wait, wait, yeah. what? What kind of depends on how steep <laughs> the driveway <laughs> is, Greg? I mean, come on. Yeah, Almost, I mean, if you can actually make it in the driveway without grinding or scraping, then that it's is not too low cool. enough. Yeah. No, yeah. no, you can no. go down a little bit more with that. Absolutely. Yeah, you yeah, got yeah, to go. No, you got, uh, you got to fix that. Shit. You don't get high centered on a 7-Eleven entrance, and you ain't that cool. A little help over here. No, we've. I, I, you know, I don't know. It, it, it's it's one of those things that that was the hard way to do it. Where it was the static drop and get it set the right way. That's yeah. the hard way to do it. You know, I mean, and I, like I said, I don't have anything against airbags. I think they have their place, but it's one of those things where it's just like, yeah. Well, that's why it's so far and few between where you see a car that sits right. I mean, really right. You know, with all the work that it takes to. I mean, when you see like Dad, he'd be up cutting the upper control arms. I have like on my '57. Cutting the upper control arms half an inch, just so it could get that the big tire, you know, big wheel and tire combination underneath the front fender well, and, and same in the rear. rear, narrow the rear end three quarters of an inch. <laughs> Who does that? You yeah. know, it's like, well, hell, if we're gonna narrow it, let's narrow it. Yeah. That's oh, usually yeah. the mindset, but <laughs> just so you can get that eight inch wheel underneath the fender well and get it down exactly over it. right, just, just mm-hmm. enough to fit that next yeah. size of exactly. tire up in there. And that's that's, that's what's it. missing on the other copycat versions of it, you know. Yeah. That's true. It's Eights a and tens. attention to detail, and that's what's. Oh talking. yeah, and it Absolutely. takes that's a big job for a little bit of a what you think is just a little bit of a a, a, a lot of buck for not a whole bunch of bang until you see the end result well, and you see it sit next to one that's not done right and you go, wow, now I see where all that okay, is. That no, sense. for sure, yeah. I, I see that every day with selling wheels to people, you know, and it's like just the finished product because. It's it's just that little massaging of that little bit. Yeah. yeah, sure. You can cut the shit out of any vehicle and fit like you guys saw here in the shop today, the 24, 24 by 15s. And you're like, what in the hell are those going on? Come on, whatever vehicle you want to chop up to fit them in. There. Yeah, cut all the fender wheels out of it. Right? <laughs> but, I mean, it's the guy that can massage that 295 or 275 right in, in the rear end of that car without making major modifications. Make it look stock just, or somewhat just, stock. Yeah. Exactly, right? And just be like, dial it in on each side. Yeah. Which goes right back to what my dad was telling me when I was building that 55 Chevy. You know, he said, if you want to make it worth the most money, you want to make it timeless, don't cut it up. Don't do a whole bunch of work. Yeah, right. Just do work the as much as you can with what you have. Put the fattest tires underneath and make Stuff it sit right. Stuff it in right. without, without having to cut this yeah. or, or cut into this. Make it sit what right. Can you make squeeze it look in? good. And I think that's that's what drove the custom wheel wheel business is in, you know, we move things in eighth-inch increments. And then you talk about, well, we even went as far as moving in 16th-inch increments which is come on man that's just like splitting this like splitting, splitting hairs, hairs yeah right but, but it can make or break the difference of getting that tire in there, there we go yeah there we go so it, it so it's like yeah. that's huge you can take give two guys the same vehicle and have go okay lower that thing and put these wheels on there and it, two different looks oh it's completely different looks yeah they'll go one guy will do the same size wheel and tires all the way around yeah, right. You know, right. And lower it, and, but yet lower it, and and rely on the lowering to get the rake. You know, and the other guy, 
will get the right size to wheel and tire combination on it and get just a mild rake on the lowering part of it because the wheel and tire will do it for them and get it, all the fender wells sitting just, you know, the lip just over the enough of the tires. And it's like, wow, and there's no shininess on that car. There's, it's, it could be, a, well, it's been proven. It could be in either primer or, you know, rustic look, whereas the original paint's showing through. And that's all that really matters. If it don't, if it don't sit, it ain't shit. You know, it's yeah. the well, and, and that's something too, like, um, we should probably talk about is when you talk about these cars, um, when, when, you know, in the seventies, right. A 57 Chevy in 77 was only 20 years old. So it was kind of like worth a hundred bucks. <laughs> yeah. Right. So Literally. back then when you're setting stance on these cars, a lot of the, the stance that looks good. I mean, there's certain stance that looks good. It doesn't look good. Right. But that was all set years and years ago. So anybody that fucks with it now, it you know, it, it's it's kind of like you can do only do so much to this and this, right? And then you find one that's aesthetically pleasable, like your 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 dad's uh, sedan, right? Badass. You lift it a little too much in the rear, lower it too much in the front. It's not the same fucking oh, yeah, car. Totally. It's not the same car. So what I'm getting is anybody after that. That was the first time you saw that angle. And, and you know, it's like, that's the shit. But it's like, after, at, anything after that, it's like, you're not going to make it any better. Oh, to replicate that and try to, to replicate by changing that. it. Well, that's what yeah. I'm saying. So yeah. you're going to go like a different look and you're going to call it something different. You know, just, but it ain't going to be that. It's not, it's, it's exactly. Because that sets the pace. It's, totally. it's not yeah. that. Yeah. So that shit was set in 70s and 80s. Yeah, <laughs> totally. T- right? It's, like it, that's it, it's timeless, you know, because it's always going to be the look and, and for most people's eyes, the only look. Yeah, and, and but you know what? Our, 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 our fathers never strayed away from, they never dissed uh, Henry Ford, right? They always gave, paid homage to Henry Ford, right? <laughs> Boy, <laughs> he did uh, well, his own versions of them, you know. I mean, creative versions. No, of but what, what I'm Henry saying is, they with. they never denied the fact that Henry Ford originally did it. Oh yeah, they're just making it a little better, right? I always saw that. I, I always got entertained by the by you know, uh, especially when when SEMA show got bigger. You know, you got a lot of the OEs like the Ford and and, and Chevy, you know, GM and all that. Some some of the OE, and you know, I, I get it. I understand the the, the mentality of like getting pissed off uh, or, or upset upset because you're this, you're an art designer for the OE. You're on the, but you're, then you're on the uh, aftermarket side, right? When you're on the OE, you're like, this is the new Mustang. This is the new Camaro. It's that's it. And all of a sudden, the aftermarket goes, yeah, okay, hold on. You didn't do this right. We're doing yeah, this. Exactly. We're gonna put these wheels on there, and then you're the guy at the fucking at GM or whatever. Yeah. You're like, oh fuck you. You know. Although usually they, some of the companies actually hit it pretty good. You know, they'll take it. Yeah, but, the but car they, they always cool get looking. pissed off. The, the 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 car designers on the OE side always get pissed off because. Well, yeah, just they, they, they they're the like, there's no way you can make it better. Yeah. But the, the aftermarket SEMA. Well, original equipment is concerned with DOT, you know, and safety. I get it. I get it. But stuff. but but all these designers are always like, well, no, no, no. You're not making my stuff better. You're just changing it. Yeah, right. That, yeah. That's a little bit odd, dude. But, man. I hear you. Greg, do you hear me? Yeah. That's good. Well, I'll tell you what I'm excited about. We're going to leave here tonight. 
We're gonna go to Scott Morzini's house, yep. and he's uh, he's recently purchased Project Forty, about what a year and a half, yeah. not two years ago or so. In the last couple of years, in the last couple of years, and right he went through you. and he did. He got he just got it dialed in. He's bringing it back to as close as he can make it look from when it was in its true day, and it's uh, been over the dyno shop. It's been chassis dyno. Made it streetable. Making really? it streetable. It's yeah. still got its wheelie bars. It's still got the shoot. It, it is, is awesome. still really? as Project yeah, he's 40 another, was. He's another purist, man. I mean, he's hardcore. And that guy, I mean, he, he knows more about this car. Like, oh. he knows way more about Hot Rods than I do. You know, when I start talking Hot Rods with him, I get a little embarrassed because he is hardcore should, and I though. can't keep up. You should. Yeah. <laughs> but, appreciate that. Anyway. But uh, yeah. but no, so we're going to go check out Project 40 tonight. And Don't I'm worry, really Brad. excited to yeah, go I'm see the, that I'm, car. I'm the same way, dude. Like, I've been in this my whole life. And I start talking with some hardcore hard car guys. I'm like, oh shit. Yeah. I can't keep up. I'm sorry. These guys are hot rod I'm sorry. Nuts, I mean, I'm, awesome. I'm embarrassed to say I can't keep up. <laughs> Sometimes. So, yeah, we get to go see So, Scott you're going there Project after this? Tonight. Yeah. yeah. We're going to go. Oh, we're wow. Gonna go. We're going to see him after We're going to cruise around on Project 40 tonight. No big deal. So, we're excited. Dude, about hey, that. get some video of that, dude. Or, oh, yeah, or whatever. Some it's photos. badass to see that thing on the street. No, seriously. Down. Let's go. Uh, they got some footage of it coming through a residential neighborhood. I saw that on, on Instagram. Oh, that's badass. Yeah. So, so where you hear this wine, this blower wine coming down the street, and you're like, holy shit, a 40 Ford sedan goes by with wheelie bars and a parachute. Wow. That was bitching. That's funny. And so, it's uh, absolutely or is beautiful. Is he still, still up in uh, Monrovia? Irwindale? M- Monrovia. Monrovia yeah. area? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, dude, by Eric Vaughn? Uh-huh. Or, yeah, or actually right down the street. Dude, my hero? Yeah. <laughs> Eric Vaughn's fucking man, dude. Yeah. He's the man. Uh, at your dad's, uh, was it your dad's memorial? Wait, was it, uh, or no, no, no. Hold on here. I'm getting him confused. He rode it. He rides a Scrambler. Every oh yeah, day. that 350 Honda. Dude, uh-huh. every day he bought that when he was 18 years old. That's crazy. <laughs> he it's bought it with Cherry too, dude. And he rides it every day to lunch. <laughs> every day. Yeah, that's wild. Yeah, yeah. no, dude. Eric Same Vaughn. bike for that many years. Well, Eric Vaughn's gonna be a whole another episode. I gotta get that guy. Oh on, yeah, dude. yeah, dude, he, that he guy. Would be good. Lorenzini would be a good guest too because he's got he, a lot of. He oh, is, dude, he's, he's real what? knowledgeable on. He wants everybody like on this. this I want everybody on here, man. This. I want everybody to put a piece of the the Boyd puzzle together and the Bob Bowder puzzle together and the the, the SoCal, orange, you know, yeah. hot rodding puzzle together, yeah. man. You know, and Scott and Gary. I mean, they were a big part of it too. You know, Gary. Oh yeah, Gary had, Cali, the, with, had the, the coupe and the, all that. Dude. First three window coupe. One I of mean, my the, favorites. The big calendar cars. Yeah, absolutely. And Scott's got a badass thirty-two sedan now. It's uh, all black. It's a really, really nice car. Chopped. It just looks fantastic. We got really? in that car and we took off to Austin, Texas, and he just finished the car. We did three thousand miles in that car and never even lifted up a screwdriver. Just wow. like took off, left here, drove to Austin, Texas, and back. It was an <laughs> awesome road trip. He does really good at building his cars. His car is just badass. They're air conditioned, comfortable, and you're in this old school. It's kind of like a semi gloss, you know, black. And uh, high yeah, boy, like thirty two sedan, Eastwood thirty two sedan, high boy, you know. Yeah, and it's bad to the bone. And same thing with the with the tradition. It's a driver, and it's comfortable, and it handles good, and it runs hard, and it's just like he's a true hot rodder. It's no, pretty that's cool, awesome dude. Big yeah, time. it's very cool. Yeah, we definitely need to get these people on because I want to tell. Yeah, you know, this is this has been fun, man. Yeah, yeah, there's a lot of good stories out there that people would love to hear. You know, no, dude, especially if they're not if they're only. If, only been kind of involved in the lifestyle, you know, somewhat had a cool car at a few points in, in, in their life to where 
they live vicariously through the magazines and TV, you know, if they're out of state or whatever. They hang on these kind of stories, you know, of, of the cool things that, and experiences that people such as you guys are in and us as well that um, most people didn't even get to yeah. touch and, on, you know. And, you know, the, the, there's people like my dad and your dad, your, your, your guys' dad, that they set the trajectory for the way this stuff goes. Yeah. And sometimes you have to trace it back. A lot of people just, you know, don't pay attention. They just think like, oh, this is the way a car looks. Well, no. Sometimes there's people in history behind that that set the trajectory for the way those things yeah. are supposed to yeah. look. And, you know, I mean, that's why I'm doing this podcast here because, you know, me, me and uh, getting Greg out here and you guys, it's just like kind of figure it out as it, as it goes along you know yeah it's cool just to keep the memories alive as yeah much as right possible. i mean yeah. that's that's exactly it because i almost sometimes i don't figure this shit out all the time and it's like we start talking about it and jogging our memories and going oh okay that's what uh, happened yeah you get different perspectives of different views on people that were there in those certain eras you know 80s 90s or whatever and the yeah. periods of boyd's on uh on uh, Monroe and then Boyd's on Cerritos, you know, well, yeah. I mean, those two different worlds right there, you know? Well, I mean, dude, think about it, Danny. Like, like we were sitting here just as kids watching the shit out of the garage. And the next thing you know, you're like, you know, you're over at Boyd's wheels working. You're like, there's like 200 people working here, you know? Oh yeah. And you're like, what the that? And then later watching it on TV. I'm like, holy shit. How can yeah, right. And you're thinking, what do you mean it's got to be on TV? Yeah, you know, TV. How boring. <laughs> yeah, right. You know, because for us yeah, work, it was really. Work. Well, and, and that's that. That's also you know circling back because once it got to TV, it was like, oh, let's show all the drama. Let's show people. Well, like, it, it, that drama was all created by TV. I well, mean, exactly. I mean, there's it, always it didn't dude. Get, it didn't get good. Uh, uh, no, didn't get good. You know, feedback well, or didn't. Uh, the, the ratings, there's the word I was looking for. It well, didn't get good ratings unless there was some kind of drama to draw all the people in. Okay. But that was all bullshit, you know? That was I just know. And, but, but there, okay, so I always say that, yes, there's always there was always drama going on, but that was a structured TV show showing drama at certain times and to build up a story, right? Yeah. There was always drama. There was always something. Because, hey, listen, everyone in their industry is not fucking perfect. There's always pieces of shit. There's always people that couldn't do what they said they could do. Blah blah blah. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it got too much where the TV was too much about the drama. But uh, that's why I'm here. That's why we're recording this because we're telling people the story about what um, we grew up with and the real deal. Right. Yeah, I mean, that's cool. kind of like documenting it since you guys are all so old too, and you're all dead and gone. Yeah. I actually remember yeah. this type of stuff. I yeah. All you youngsters. Of, oh yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, so wait, 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 now you're not going to make it much Danny longer. Are gone, yeah, you and yeah. Greg can take it on, Brad. Yeah. <laughs> That'll be nice. At least, yeah. <laughs> you, you youngsters can really, really yeah. move this on. You know? No, but that's what it is, man. I mean, we've been talking about it for a long time, and it's like talk is whatever, but it's like we're not getting any younger. You know? I mean, dude, come on. Danny's well, going to be 50. Right, that's I was just Danny's trying to change the subject. Cut, yeah. <laughs> I guess I wasn't quick enough. Holy God. shit. Which is not, I mean, but he looks kind of like 60, you know, when you take well, a look at him. You know, depending on 60, your buzz. No, like, like 58, he's had a couple 58. Of years, so. Come on, Brad. 58. 58 yeah, yeah, okay. I mean, but at, cool. You're going to get Social Security soon. So that's nice. Yeah, you got that going Denny's, for you. Let's get oh, that. Oh, and Danny's happy, guys. I'm to that. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm glad, dude. I'm. You know what? It was a surprise, Brad. You showed up. It was. Um, Thank uh, you, Chris. Uh, Thanks dude. for having me, buddy. No, I appreciate this it. This is awesome. 
So let's let's wrap it up. This is not the last time, yeah, fuck dude. This. No, I'm no, done. no. No. What's that? What's <laughs> it? Fuck this. I'm done. Let's go. <laughs> yeah, but you know what? I want to thank my brother Greg, Danny Bowder, Brad Bowder. You know what? This is uh, this has been. Dude, we got to do this. Do you know we got to get together more often, dude? Seriously. Absolutely. I, I've been a fly on the wall, and I, and I think oh, this Steve, is Steve Guerrero. I know right? I'm back, but I, I think this has been one of the best podcasts because it's gone down memory lane, and then it went down memory street, and like it just, it was amazing to oh, hear cool. all, all, all these stories. <laughs> That's cool because when you're sitting here, you're going, uh, "Man, this sucks for the poor listeners." Are thinking, no, what drag you know what? Be? Steve's got a lot of editing. To you do. know what? Yeah, <laughs> yeah Steve's got a make lot me of say editing. something cool, Steve. <laughs> well, yeah, I, yeah. I, I can't make yeah. you sound any better, <laughs> yeah. but I, I could definitely. Uh, no, this has been uh, an incredible like podcast. And Chris has worked really hard, and this is the whole point: is to have these stories where you know they're set in stone now. Set in stone, man. Like yeah. like yeah. your kids it's are going to listen to it. like yeah. like like the younger generation, not just the younger generation of hot riders that hopefully are listening to this. They're getting inspired. Like, dude, fuck. Getting uh, you know about like the the Boyd story of the uh, fifty-five, yeah, yeah uh, the fifty-five, yeah, and like well, you know. And, and you know what, Steve? I got to tell you, and, and I'm just telling you right now. Uh, the top, uh, I, I don't, I don't rank these people, but if if someone says top five people that influenced me, that influenced my dad, you know that 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 I remember as a kid, Bob Bowder is at the top. It's, yeah. it, it is at the top. I mean, it's just one of those guys that I remember just being. He was always watching, kind of the behind the scenes. Watching yeah, my dad was, go yeah. from being the, you know. The guy who worked at Disneyland, who wanted to build hot rods, who Bob Bowder said, hey, dude, come on, man. Like, you got something going on. Yeah, here, quit dude. your job. Let's quit do your this. fucking job. Let's do this. And, yeah. Okay. And then that and then and then watching my just being there for my dad when he went from the bottom to the top to the bottom to the top to the bottom. And then he was always still there. That's totally. your dad, and yeah. you know oh, yeah, what? Man? Yeah, yeah. I appreciate highs it. and lows. They were yeah. always still tight. Our, our, yeah. our mothers are still yeah great friends, and uh, you know it, I feel like I could call you guys if I ever needed anything. If you know, it's like I it just it's like it's like a family thing. Oh, man. totally. Dude, We've it, all it, watched it, each other go through our highs and lows. Oh yeah, <laughs> this dude, this right? especially for this sure, is a right? step beyond Boyd University. This is like the boy. This is like oh, the is family, the hot rod family, yeah. La Familia, La <laughs> Boyd. Oh, what are they? <laughs> all right guys well do you know what man thank you very much for Thanks coming for the out yeah. it's been hey. great for me yeah. thank you guys guys awesome. you, you guys were awesome the, cool. the stories they were told tonight uh i hope all our listeners are, are digesting them and, and taking them to heart because this is american hot rod history yeah this is and this isn't the end dude we're, we're gonna because you know what's gonna happen we're, we're all gonna go home we're gonna think about. Oh, yeah, dude, I should have told that story. Oh been, yeah, there's a million. Yeah, of we're gonna come yeah. back, there's dude. So no, th- this always happens yeah. with Chris. When like a, a guest will like you know the next day be like, oh, I forgot about that one oh, yeah. time that. You should have asked it, him about this. Yeah, exactly. But, yeah. but this yeah, is. I mean, we were talking about that earlier because because our dad was kind of a nut, you know, and uh, there was you could go on, you could do a whole show yeah. just on his life. I mean, he had. A, I can honestly say you could make a really good movie out of his life because he did some really oh, no, wild, dude, bizarre it's shit. Crazy stuff, <laughs> dude. It's dude. It's somehow pulled it off in the end, you yeah. know? You know, one it's of my trip. favorite magazine articles about my dad is that it, our dad, is that uh, it's a, one of the most famous guys you've never heard of. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, right? That's, no, 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 no. That's funny. That's yeah, what perfect, I'm saying. Though. He's the that hot rodder's yeah. hot rodder. He's the... <laughs> totally, yeah. So Thank influential you. in all sorts of ways that most people... 
wouldn't even know. Yeah. You know, yeah. just behind and the you scenes know what? involved I mean, in I mean, everything. My dad was pushing for the exposure for the greater good, you know, but it was also like you're you're my dad you, was introverted. Your dad, was, dad introverted was introverted going. Yeah. All right, have fun with that, Boyd. Yeah. Uh, you know, I get it. Like, to, there was a balance there. Like your dad around. was like, I get it, Boyd, but have fun with that. I don't <laughs> oh, yeah, totally. Deal with that. Oh, yeah. He's, a, he's off his ass this time. Yeah, <laughs> That's yeah, what he's yeah. <laughs> but, but, you know, when, when, I inter- when, when, when we went up there and interviewed your dad for the Bruno Scoop documentary, your dad was all about it, dude. He oh, was yeah. All about it. Because, oh, he loves it. Because, you know what, too? Like, this podcast is turning people on to podcasts um, in our little group. I, I didn't even know what a podcast was. Yeah. 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 And, and then when people hear it, like, you know, John Robinson, John Robinson calls me. He's all, yeah, I started listening to this shit. Yeah. It's, there's guys are so full of shit. You know, I, he's like, no, <laughs> I you love know that what? Guy, man. Yeah. He's like, you know what? No, blah, 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 blah. I said, Hey John, here's he was the right deal. there too. Here, he's here. another one of those like uh behind the scenes guys, you know, yeah, he's right? been involved in a lot of bitches. Yeah, Cause cars, John's just man. a little bit older than you. Yeah, he is. Yeah. Yeah. So I told, I told John, I'm all, how about this? Take some notes and then come on the show. Okay, that's all I got to say. Yeah. Then you can say I'll I'll give everybody their opportunity to say whatever yeah, they right. want to say. Yeah. So, um, yeah, he was a good one. No, he was good. Yeah. So, you know, this is all good, dude. Yeah, I have a great time doing this stuff. So that's cool. That I want to keep doing this. So next time, you guys are around. I know you're busy, Brad and Danny. You're bu- we're all busy, dude. But next time, you guys. Dude, anything you guys want to do, let's do this. Cool. Yeah. And thanks for taking the time to come come down to the headquarters and, and, and helping us out yeah, with this. Sure. Because, thanks good, for having us. That's um, pretty flattering. Like I said, man, I, 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 I know how this is the – like this is one just one piece of the puzzle. This is like multiple pieces oh, of the yeah. puzzle no, no. that were put together. We knocked tonight. out a few pieces tonight, dude. <laughs> you, you, yeah, we, yeah. We, we, yeah we, we, we covered a few. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it's just great having you guys on and th- documenting this, this kind of history with Chris because this is important. You know, like like we said, that this, there's other people that are not going to be able to tell these stories anymore because yeah, yeah, they're going to be passed away. Yeah, no kidding. Man. And, and, and for you guys to, to you know – shed light on all these you know historic bills events cars you know crazy times good stuff man all right well Well, let's wrap it up guys yeah all right right on everybody greg thank you say thank you thank you danny no not to me to brad to them to that's brad thank you and danny thanks danny thank you (laughs) (laughs) all right guys have a good night Brad and Danny, thank you guys for uh, joining us on the podcast. This was number 18. We'll talk to you guys again next time. Hot Rods by Boyd podcast is done for the evening. Hope you enjoyed it. Good night.